there's a lot of games uh, trying to go for that um, classic kind of feeling, right? Because there isn't a, we don't have an MMO really that fits that niche for a lot of people. Classic World of Warcraft fits it for some. Um, uh, am I even allowed to say that? Is that like a cuss word now? I don't know if I'm even allowed to say that live. <laughs> we might get banned for even saying that game now. But anyway, uh, they tried to do it, um, and, and they did a really good job. I mean, hey, crappy company, uh, but they did. They, Classic WoW was done uh, well. Uh, original. I'm not going to get into Burning Crusade, but um, there still is a group of people that that's not classic to them either, right? Like EverQuest, etc. You cannot do EverQuest as it was in 1999. You cannot, right? Like, it's not going to happen. You you can, but you have to at least set up your company to know that you might have 10,000 people, right? Like concurrent, right? Thank you. Set and your that company would be, that would low. be maxed. That right. Be maxed. That'd be doing good for that, for what you're going for, right? Welcome to the party. We are looking for more of your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I'm your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg, and I'm joined by my returning party members. Let's welcome back, Renfell. Hey, folks. Let's also welcome back the, without the V on the screen, Nathan Napalm. What's up, guys? Glad uh, to be back. I understand Nathan's on a new rig today. I am, man. I'm on my brand new rig. Oh, uh, shit. Pretty, pretty exciting. I've, I hardly even got to take it for a test run yet, but nice, we'll, be, we'll be running through the paces. That'll happen soon enough, I'm sure. Um, look, before we dig in too far, I got to give a big shout out to all the supporters here on Twitch, YouTube, and Patreon. Thank you for keeping the party's bags stocked for all the adventures here on the show. And um, yeah. Also, you know, you can leave a comment uh, via a five-star review over on iTunes. If you do, it's pinned to the top of our uh, Twitter, which is at the LFM show. You can leave us a message here on the good old phone, old-fashioned phones that we still use um, at 1539-664-6801. If you do, and it's appropriate, we'll play it here on the show. Um, you can also leave some mail at the LFM show at gmail.com. So. Catching up with the cast. Gentlemen, what have you been up to the past week? Renfell, I know you uh, specifically had, it looked like, picked up Final Fantasy fourteen and been playing oh, that. So I guess All I'm right, curious. So, yeah, yeah. So before I, before I dive deep into that, I, huh. I, I yeah, it's been, it's been a busy week. So I did do that. Before I dive into that, though, because that's, mm -hmm. that's the big one. Okay. Um, we also doing, we're also doing... Um, we had our second playtest session last night. It was fucking amazing. Oh, nice. It was amazing. Everybody, we got six people. They're starting to get into it. They were having fun last night. Everybody's getting comfortable with each other. It was a blast. Published the fourth chapter of the book this morning. And yes, I actually played. So Final Fantasy. Oh, man. So I told you guys last week, I bought the starter edition during the show. Yep. Um, I wasn't sure. So here's there is a caveat to the pre-order for endwalker which is that mm -hmm. it does include endwalker at least in the the pre-order that i bought it includes endwalker plus the previous two expansions however it doesn't let you play those two expansions until the launch of endwalker which isn't until november so mm -hmm. i didn't realize that until i'd after i already made the purchase which is mm -hmm. fine 
from what I've been reading, there's plenty of content between a Realm Reborn and Heavensborn oh, yeah. that should keep me busy for a while. Um, I have been playing it every every fucking day. <laughs> I bought it last week. I, so I bought it last Thursday. Played it like an hour last Thursday night, and then I binged mm. Friday and Saturday and got everything. I got got up to speed you know on the playstation because this is a little different playing on the console mm-hmm. than it is on the pc but once i got my controls sorted out um i so previously i had only ever played up to the farthest i'd ever gotten with titan uh oh, okay. primal which is like level 30 or something yeah and so i got there like two days ago and i just literally before we did the show i i got my airship the enterprise no doubt um so it's I, what I've I've really appreciated the the Easter eggs like Wedge and Biggs from Star Wars and uh, the yes. Enterprise from Star Trek. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm liking all these little Easter eggs that are thrown in there for super nerds. Um, I, I gotta say, you know, and I did a review on this a couple days ago. I, I put it out on my YouTube channel. Um, I think what's made the difference for me is the streamlining of the of the quests, so that I don't have to be bothered with all the bullshit outside of the main scenario now it is slowly catching up with me like i was like 15 levels ahead at some point and now and now i'm i'm level 44 and the quests are level 42 so that gap is getting pretty close and i'm 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 nervous i'm like i don't want to have to do side quests you'll make it you'll make it you don't will. worry I, I felt the same way and, and the gap gets there but then you it forces you to at least do one dungeon and the experience there is so big it pops you right back out and then you weasel your way back close and then you pop back out so mm-hmm. you'll make Fair it enough. don't worry don't worry you'll so, make yeah it. i mean i've been um i've been treating it just like an rpg and and that has been far more enjoyable for me and since i don't have to do all the other stuff that it was forcing me to do the previous times i played i'm liking it um and i i'm actually liking it so much this is going to sound like sacrilege but i'm liking it so much and i knew that i was going to be in this to win it i've spent 60 bucks i was like i bought all the content i was like i'm just gonna play it all now for the rest of the year this will be my main like go-to game i actually for the first time in a long time i actually just put a hold on my lord of the rings online subscription because i was like i'm not gonna play that game for the next probably Mm. six months makes sense you know and as much as i like to support them i know my brother and i always come back in the winter and i was like i'm just gonna switch over and, and play this instead um so uh, what remains to be seen is how far I get, because there is a cap with the starter edition, because obviously you only get to the end of Heaven's Board, and then I guess you can go through a certain amount of patches uh, before it just, that's as far as you can go. And then I have to wait for Endwalker to launch before I get access to the next two expansions. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying not to rush, because I don't want to find myself like getting to the end of September and like not have anything to do and then have to sit on my butt for a month wait so i'm just kind of i'm i'm only since i did my binge last friday and saturday i've just been doing like two hours a day is about all i'm doing so i just log on do about two hours you know usually get dozen quests done and uh three or four levels but yeah i'm already level 44 after you know a week so i mean it goes it goes quick now yes um i am enjoying it so i have i have now made that Awesome. For better or for worse. Yeah, it gets really good too, like the further along you get. It always seems like when I feel like it's kind of eh, I kind of suck it up and I drive on and then I get to a point where it's like bam and you're like, "Oh shit. 
I there was a moment. I tell you what, it was earlier today. I did that that stone spire. I think is what it called dungeon. Oh yeah. And I got the I got the Enterprise right, and yeah. and that moment to me, because now I'm into content that I've never seen before. Because um, so I've been I've been like thoroughly just like you know all the dialogue. I'm a I like to immerse myself. I like to role play it. So I, I was like, you know, we're doing these quests for two days to get this fucking ship. Like, when am I going to get the ship? And then I finally get, and then there's a big ass dragon in front of him. I'm like, oh yeah, this is going oh, down. Yeah. And then you do this big fight with the dragon and, and then you get the ship and there, I got, I had goosebumps when we get on the ship and like it comes up out of the rubble and like the snow is falling off the top, like all the spell effects, the, the VFX they've got going on with the snow coming down. And then you just take off and then it like just drops down and comes up and around. And I was like, oh, it's such a cool cut. <laughs> um, I did get pretty, uh, I got pretty psyched about that. That was early. That was probably 30 minutes before we, uh, we met today, maybe 45 minutes. Nice. But uh, yeah, I've been, um, I don't, I don't, I'm not up to speed with like all the names of races and lore and everything else, but I'm just kind of like, I don't really care. It's like, I got, I got all but one of my crystals and I'm, I'm, you know, there's the bad guys in black robes, and yeah. okay, cool, let's do this. <laughs> bad guys in black robes. I get this. Yeah. Uh, Saurians, I think is what they're called. I think so. Um, AC. I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced, but yeah, the Asians or yeah, something like Asians. Ah, that's it. it. Yeah, because yes. then somewhere back in the background, which has been lost, is the fact that the Scions were kidnapped, and like that suddenly got sidetracked. <laughs> spoiler alert! Yeah. <laughs> like spoiler alert yeah. if you haven't. <laughs> FYI, you know what? It's, it's been out for yeah, a long it's, time. it's a good point um, though. It's been out a long time. Yeah, uh, of... I should have dropped a spoiler alert, but yeah, okay. that <laughs> happened, and and then I was like, cool. So we're doing that, and then all of a sudden, uh... now we're off on this other thing where we're going after the Titan. I'm like, yeah, but what about what about my pals? Like, what are we doing about them? It does yeah. that a lot. It does that a lot because yeah. it'll it'll uh... it'll you'll there'll be something you're really interested in, and then something will happen, and they'll jerk your attention to that. Mm. By the time you get that settled. Then this situation's falling apart, and you, you know, and they, they do that a lot. It keeps yeah. you, it keeps you engaged. It really does. Good tactic. Yeah, I will say back. the one, the one thing I really like, um, which I, th- I, I, and I think other people have this too. They've done music a lot different than most other games have done it, and mm. it's very subtle. But I noticed it the first time on the Titan fight. I'd never paid attention to the music before, but this time because I'm doing it on the PS4, and I got my headset on and everything, and they've got like. And I, um, Ashford Phoenix from Crash While Loading was talking about it the other night with me too on YouTube. It's like these boss fights have like, you know, stages, and then the music is changing mm-hmm. as you go out through the stages. Yeah. And it's like I know the Titans. I had my headset on. I was like, this sick guitar riff comes on. I'm like, hey, we're getting into some like heavy metal right yeah. now. And then it just starts like the music starts getting more intense as the fight goes on. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm still I still can't stand the. Like the, the, whenever they, their <laughs> character does that little jumpy stuff where they like raise their leg. Oh, at the end of like dungeon, like, you're like, huh? Yes, or whatever. It does the fanfare songs. Yeah, that kind of stuff is a little annoying <laughs> to me. See, I, I I grew up with that. Right. You know, like I watched anime and read you know manga and you know played Final Fantasy, so I'm I'm totally. It doesn't affect me, but. It's funny when I talk to other people who like aren't, you know, like didn't grow up with it. They're like, "What is happening here? Why are you doing this right now?" 
it's a little offsetting, but uh, <laughs> yeah. other than that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm having fun. So, and, yeah. and I was to be surprised, my wife actually, because she's not tainted like I am with like <laughs> all these many years of video games yeah. and other art styles. So she's been watching me play it, and she's like, "Hang on, I need to take a picture." And so she'll grab her phone mm, and like, take a picture because Looks she's really getting concept sometimes. art. Yeah, she's getting concept ah, art ideas idea. from Ooh. from different images nice. that she's seen. So yeah, that's been yeah. it's been interesting to have that going on while I've been playing. I don't often pay attention to all that because I'm yeah. like in the quest and mm-hmm. I'm okay. What am I supposed to be doing here? And I'm reading the dialogue. She's like, "Hey, can you hold there for a second and <laughs> take a picture of wherever I'm at?" Like we were I, sidetracked. I don't remember where I was. It was a quest mm-hmm. probably yesterday. I'm in the snowy region with the Ishtarians or something yeah. like what they're called. Yeah, and. There's this one guy, you walk into this room, and all I remember is there's this big-ass table um, with a map on top of it. And the map spans, like, the length of it. And it's, like, a 15, 20-foot-long table that's, like, 20-foot long by maybe 6 or 8 feet wide. And there's a big map right in the middle. And she was just like, oh, extra. Um, and, and I was just so engrossed in the in the NPC that I didn't even pay attention to that at the moment. So, yeah, it's been... Um, it's been fun, so hopefully uh, I don't foresee myself getting sidetracked. So the only other thing that's coming up is uh, Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous is coming out, and I'll get sidetracked there. For, but beyond that, there's nothing coming out for the rest of the year that I really care about. So that's gonna be my my holiday binge. Yeah. What about you, Nathan? What have you been up to lately, man? Uh, well, we're doing for the MMORPG 101. Um, series i do once a week we're doing the uh uh sotor so been playing mm. some star wars um you know it's one of those games where you, when you first start playing it again mm. you're like wait this is a really cool game i could play this and then it doesn't take long and you re- remember that like it is a single player game right like it is it really now is. yeah uh right. so um you know but it's still a fun game and for star wars nerds if you've never done it i mean it is it's super awesome uh as far as just uh, the lore and um, getting fully to see different planets and fully voiced, and it's high. It's super high quality, and it is it is Bioware back when they were super cool. It might be the last time they were super cool. I'd have to look into that, but it's still when they were cool, right? Like Mass Effect, uh, Sotor, right? Like so, mm. it's still when they were when they were pretty freaking awesome. Uh, so and you can feel that, and it's it's pretty nice to relive those days. So. Doctors left right after the, that game launched. If I remember, I think correctly. so. I think so. Yeah, a year or two after. So but I've been yeah, doing that, and, and of course, most of my attention has went has been completely uh, just uh, all my time sunk into the D and D puppets. So, and, uh, I'm, I, speaking so, of, hold on. I think we actually have a special treat for everybody that's actually oh, watching oh, live. Oh. If I'm not mistaken, Uh-oh. Nathan actually shared something last week that i made sure to bring along for today so that anybody who's watching another good reason to be here live so you don't miss out on the visuals that you would otherwise miss for example um <clears throat> renfell with a not white bandage on his nose it's actually a little bit more yes. more like you know skin little, tone this is a self bandage this, <laughs> this is, is a self bandage yeah i wasn't gonna go back to the doctor to, to yeah. rewrap it so <laughs> I've, I've been changing it the last couple of days it's a 45 minute drive across town so hey like, fair do it myself so we got this uh, gift from Nathan here uh, related to this project he's working on just to give people a little bit of an idea of his 
project and like what some of the videos would look like if you were to choose a path. Yeah, no. Now this is a this is a gif, right, or right. gif, depending on who who how you like right. it to be pronounced. But this so it's low quality, obviously. But also, what is happening here? Spoiler free is that if you've ever played Lost Minds of Fandelver, the first dungeon place, right? I'm trying to be spoiler free as I can, that you probably will go to. You don't have to go there. In my choose your own adventure. You could skip the entire thing, mm -hmm. but uh, there's ways to anyway. But if you do go there, there's a very at least in every group I've ever listened to or heard play through it, there's a really cool encounter with a bridge in there. Um, so there's an option to do there where this uh, this goblin's uh, escaping the wrath of a wizard, I guess you could say. So um, pretty cool. Pretty, pretty awesome. cool. Look, uh, now, I did notice after at least that there's a couple of errors made in the editing uh, that I'm, I've already fixed. Uh, but, you know, whatever. You can see how you can see the special effect and, you know, you can see kind of what I'm doing here. Yeah. But, uh, super cool, man. I'm so excited about this series. It's uh, something else, man. I'm telling you, there's so much in here that I just I, I actually don't think anybody will see some of it. Right. Like it's so hidden. It's so buried. It's so like. You know, like mm. you would have to, you have to really experiment a lot to see everything that I, that that's in this. Um, so, now it's yeah. over five hundred videos long. So, jeez, dude, it is massive, man. So, I mean, what I'm hearing is there's a reason to play through it more than once. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah you're gonna, you're gonna want to. So, you want to play through? I think you should play through organically. Like, make yeah. the decision you you think is best and what the way you want to play. You can be evil. There's actually a whole evil storyline for chaotic evil people. Um, that's really cool, actually. Uh, or you could play kind of neutral. Nice. You can play good. You can, you know, decide to kill things, not kill things, go mm -hmm. this way, go that way, whatever. Um, but play it the way you want to the first time and see what ending you get. And then just start after you've seen it one way through, uh, unless there's another path. And I think there will be that you're like, now I want to do this very specific thing at this very specific part. After that, just play around with it. Use your back button, you know, like pick a decision and be like, ah, I don't like where this is going. Hit the back button and go back and pick another one. And just play around, have fun, because you, I think you'll be shocked at all this stuff you can find. Dude, it's awesome, man. I'm so stoked. Do you have any kind of a idea of like when people might be uh, able to try yeah. it out sometime soon? Yeah, so um, let me double check my calendar here. So uh, I got to get it done by this month. So I'm taking off some time to finish it just to make sure I can. Uh, I'm definitely going to have it out this month Nice uh, on that last weekend. So I'm going to take off that Thursday, Friday, 26, 27. So 26 through the 29th, I'm going to just um, hammer it down. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm, I'm hoping to release it uh, that Monday, the 30th. Now I may release it before then. It might be, I might push out into September 4th so I can mm -hmm. release it on a Friday or Saturday because uh, I want to make sure I'm time sensitive on something this epic that I spent this much time on. Absolutely, um, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm 2,500 hours on this one thing, right? So it's just, it, to, to YouTube, it's one video, right? Like right. I launched one video that I spent 2,500 hours on so far and it's not even done. To YouTube, that's just one video, right? So but actually, it's over 500 because they all link Split and off. make decisions. But um, yeah, hang on, I gotta ask a question because that 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 
the, I'm, I'm make, I want to make sure I understand that when you say over 2,500 hours, is that the amount of time that you've put in or is that the amount of video footage that you've got up on? YouTube? No, no, that's the amount of time I put in. Right. Gotcha. Uh, I haven't, I haven't looked at that once I'm done. I will though. Like how many, how many, there if you is. add all these together, how, how much, yeah. how many hours is it? Right. So I don't know yet. Are you including the time? Sorry, this is my analytical yeah, uh, business too. side of the brain. Um, it, that includes your time in production, pre-production of making the puppets and yeah. and filming, scouting editing, location, filming, yeah. editing. Perfect. Okay, everything. That's, yeah, that's everything. Making wow. the props, making the puppets. Uh, every every little thing that I start, I start timing it <gasps> back because I want to see like if you put this much time into something, is it even worth the investment? Illegal right? like, activities. <laughs> I'm not saying what, but <laughs> Nathan's a fucking rebel, dude. I mean, he gets in trouble coming back home to make sure he's on time for the show. <laughs> you know trespassed is <laughs> that one this is no bullshit some good footage and, he, and, and, he's dedicated and he's to this he's trespassing in texas where everybody has a fucking gun. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> yeah man it's 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 worth it though man i got some good footage here and what's cool is some oh. of this footage actually was accidental right we got tapped oh, by nice. snake and I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's use that footage and put it in one of these clips. Holy It'd be funny to just tell people later, like, hey, remember that scene where you saw that snake or whatever? That snake was actually attacking us for real. Uh, oh my we gosh. were in we were in his territory, you know. To <laughs> Holy crap. That's amazing, dude. I mean, it's like the kind of stories you get from creating something or working on a project that people don't know about that you get to talk about. Right. I love it, man. That's great, dude. I'm so stoked to see. I'm I'm so stoked to play through this. I'm 100% going to play through this, man. I'm just going to make it a community day. We're just going to jump in and we're going to play through the whole damn thing right here. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing it. You know, my brother's been stoked because he's never gotten to finish that campaign setting. And he's tried so many times over the years. And people always drop out for life reasons. And mm. he's never gotten to finish it. So he's like, at the very least, I'll finally be able to go through He'll, the damn campaign. At least get to see <laughs> what all's in the campaign, yeah. Man, so yeah. Any anything else been up? I, I've got a bit of an announcement. It's not like a crazy big. Well, I guess it is kind of a big thing. But I made Twitch it's partner. It's a big deal. It's I, a big. Deal. It is a big deal. Yeah, it is a very big Shit. deal. You know, it's crazy because it was like timed perfectly, and I didn't expect it. I'm just, you know, you're kind of like, hey, I just keep keep doing what you're doing, and you know, you hope it pays off. And you, I got the invite, and I was like, I legit woke up, and I was like. You know, like sleepy and you're going, I'm seeing some shit, right? Like, I'm, that's not real. And so, like, yeah. I, like, go to my brother and show it to him. He's like, and he gave me, like, the fist bump, you know? And I was like, oh, fuck, it's real. And then I still I still see the, like, the check mark. And I'm like, ah, it's so weird, dude. Like, it doesn't, because eight years on, almost not actually nine years on Twitch, right? Nine years in July, right? It was on Twitch on and off, so. Damn, that's a long time, only, Yeah, only last year and a half, year, year and a half is, like, where I was, like, really, like, head to the grindstone so, with all the content and everything so that, that would be a good question that i would ask do you think that the previous seven years mattered or do you think it's really all come down to the last year and a half that you took it seriously good question um i say that i would definitely say that they mattered because i certainly learned a lot through that time because the twitch of twitch has evolved a lot a in lot those, in those years it was before amazon acquired it and like you know i remember way back way way back like when I was streaming Arcage and I had like 250 active viewers every day, right? And it required 500 minimum concurrent viewers at that time to actually be eligible 
right? And back then it was a very different like culture. Like there weren't as many different categories. Like most people, it was it was pretty much only gaming for the most part. So yeah, here's a question that I have for you. Since since you're now the resident Twitch expert. Oh God. Um, no. <laughs> no, I've, I've I I do have a somewhat serious question because I've I've dabbled in Twitch um, yeah. a couple years back, and the reason I didn't pursue it is because. I don't know what it was about just the two months or so that I did. I dabbled with it seriously, yeah. um, which is before I really decided to go on YouTube. The, the, the trolly, the, the amount of shit trolls I was getting in my comment section where it was just like, people would come in and spam like porn or the N word or you know, uh. just nasty stuff. And I don't, I didn't want to have to take the time to like i'm trying to play a game and, right. and be involved and then i got to take the time to moderate that and it's like yes ah. and i just i got so sick of it after two months i decided to try out youtube streaming i've never had that issue on youtube ever ever never ever right. ever 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 have i had that issue on youtube but i have been sitting here thinking recently because i see a lot of the people that i associate with the people that i watch and everything else they separate the youtube most of them they do they do specific content for YouTube and they stream yeah. on Twitch as opposed to there are a few content creators I follow uh, or that I know of who exclusively do it through um, YouTube. And I don't stream a lot. I have debated doing it more frequently, but I like YouTube. I know YouTube. I've been using it since like 2009 um, for various projects, but I, I've always wondered, and maybe you can fill me in with your perspective on what mm. you feel is the reasoning behind doing like short form video content say 15 to 30 minutes long on youtube and streaming on twitch versus keeping it all on youtube i mean my from my perspective and i've like actually had this conversation with some like uh some of my you know fellow like live streamers and creators and stuff that you know like partnered and unpartnered people like that have like great like really big youtube audiences and like really big like twitch audiences and stuff and I feel like the consensus is like we all definitely believe and feel for the most part, not everybody. Some people are still just dedicated to YouTube for live streaming and all their stuff. And hey, respect, completely understandable. Not a damn thing wrong with it whatsoever. I think it still comes down to like people's preferences. But I think that most of the people that I've talked to, even those who do stream on YouTube, we've all kind of had the consensus that Twitch just has way more tools for live streamers than YouTube does. Um, there's, you know, it just, it's just the truth, man. Like out of every streaming platform there is nothing actually does compare to Twitch in terms of like what you can provide your viewer audience, um, during live streams, right. Doesn't take away from that. The communities can equally be great on either place. Just from that specific point of like how you can interact with your chat, what you can provide in terms of value for like your subscriptions, all of that stuff. Twitch is just the place to be. Um, I also think that, you know, yeah, there's definitely some cultural differences like you're going to because you've also got like Twitch is a massive live streaming platform. It's like the the big live streaming platform. So for that reason, yeah. the audience is so much greater in regard to the live streaming specifically. So and that's just that's just a fact in terms of numbers. I mean, analytically, they look at that every year and the numbers are just it's crazy high for Twitch. Yeah. Um. So like, you know, in that regard, uh, you know, you are going to get more of that sort of like behavior. But I also say if you got mods working that are like, like I've got, I'm very lucky, you know, over the past, like, 
you know, year and a half specifically where I have been taking it more seriously and really trying to like, you know, grow my brand and whatever else, you know, I've been very fortunate that I've actually found some really great moderators that have been willing to help. And, you know, they, they're here, they're part of the community. They, they, they help immensely. Like, you know, and to me that makes, makes that experience of like what people come uh, you know, what, when you do have those types of people that come in, I mean, you can squash that so fast when you've got people moderating versus when you're doing it by yourself and you have to look down at your chat. Cause I've been there before too. You know, you look down at your chat and you see something you're like, oh damn, like how long has that been there? You yeah. Know? Right. Right. Cause you're, you've been zoned into like a story in the game or something. You're just having a good time and yeah, people probably will enjoy that, but then can that kill the vibe for people in there? Yeah, absolutely. But I uh, having like good last mods, night was man. a good example. Like we did almost a, like a two and a half hour um session of our play test and we're we're streaming that on youtube because that's where i keep everything at but i didn't look at chat one time because i can't i'm 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 moderating i'm doing roll 20 i'm dming i gotta be looking at my story notes i gotta be yeah, stuff, and i don't i don't have a moderator right. so it's like the, the reason i asked this question because you hit twitch and i'm totally diverting here no, from it's a, the it's things cool that are to talk the about list. yeah um this is gaming nerd culture i mean this is totally geek yeah, stuff. So. right so yeah. you know we're getting ready to brand our our product um here by the end of september i believe is the timeline on that and what we're playtesting right now is just you know it's just shits and giggles at this point it's mm -hmm. literally we're playtesting the first module to work out all the kinks make sure the rule sets work and everything else but we've already been talking about you know beginning of next year we'd actually want to start like a i don't want to say a critical role series or a dungeon dudes series but we're wanting to actually have a set once a week every week and we're just going to start and we're going to do it every week for oh, one yes. year hell yeah and dude like six to eight people and i've been we've been trying to analyze this and decide where are we going this are we going to do this on the youtube channel for the brand mm. or are we going to do the streams on twitch and then have the game trailers and short form content on the YouTube channel. And, and we're still a few months out from needing to make that decision, but I'm trying to wrap my head around whether or not it would be worthwhile to do it on Twitch versus YouTube as we, you know, get into the actual switching it from the project drama and placeholder name into something real. And that's something I, I don't know yet because I've looked at, I've seen people who do their, their, Playtesting, or excuse me, they do all their tabletop on YouTube and are successful. And then I've seen like Critical Role started on Twitch and did it all through the uh, Geek and Sundry Twitch channel when it first started. Mm. So I'm literally sitting here going, I have no idea where to take it I, when we start that. Yeah, I got a so definite suggestion. Yeah, you're not going ahead, Nathan. I've totally got it. Yeah, my suggestion and feedback on that. Yeah. Yes, I just want to say real quick that I think it depends. Like, so you. They're kind of two different audiences, right? Like mm -hmm. people, a lot of people will, they watch their streaming on Twitch and then they watch videos on YouTube, right? And it's two totally different things for them, right? Um, but what I noticed, because I was going to do that, I was going to do my videos on YouTube, stream on Twitch, take those and put them on my YouTube channel, like right. the highlights, right? Yeah, that's what and I was, was going to do. But what I noticed immediately, didn't take long, was that some of my audience wouldn't go to Twitch, right? They're like, oh, well, I'll just wait for the highlights. Like, I just, you know, I, you're, you're my YouTube guy, right? Like, so yeah. I, I'm just not going to do all that, right? I don't have an account on Twitch, et cetera, et cetera. So um, 
once I noticed that, I was like, well, let me start streaming on YouTube, right? Like, I didn't want to stream on YouTube, right? Like, I just didn't see YouTube as a streaming platform, you know? Um, but I was like, you know what? If that's where my audience wants, uh, you know, at least 50% of them seem to want that. So I did it, and I had way better success, right? More people turn up when I'm on YouTube, and they come, and they find me, and they realize I'm alive, and they're all excited. So, But that's because I built – I started with YouTube, right? So mm-hmm. that's where I built my mm-hmm. platform at. If I would have started on Twitch – then I would have struggled on YouTube, right? Trying to get people to come watch because mm-hmm. my people are on Twitch and they can watch highlights on Twitch, et cetera. So there's no real reason for them to convert over. But if you can manage a way to do both, you're going to grow in two totally different platforms, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are going to hop back and forth in it, but a lot of people are going to find you on Twitch and be like, oh, snappy well, as a YouTube. That's, that's kind of no different either than, you know, just in the long, because doing marketing management is my day job for a long time. And you're always going to have the people who hate Facebook with a passion, people who hate Twitter, people who won't go on Instagram, but they love TikTok, you know, yep. people who will, they'll tune in live on YouTube. They'll hang out with you, chat with you, et cetera, leave comments, but they won't touch discord with a 10 foot pole. So you're always right. going to have that. So it's just, I don't know. It's just it, it, something that popped into my head as we're sitting here talking about Twitch partnerships and everything else, because I love YouTube for the advertising that you can do with Google ads and the SEO value that you get for your websites, everything mm-hmm. else out of it, which you don't get from Twitch videos. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but at the same time, and I'm also, yeah, so it's just, yeah, we'll probably continue this conversation another time. So I don't take up too no, much time cool. from it. I mean, but, my uh, <clears throat> curiosity. I mean, my thing is, is if you're not a, if you're not an affiliate on Twitch, I am. Are you? Okay. Well, then well you... on my personal account, I am. Well, if you if you if you're the account that you're going to use to do that is not affiliated on Twitch, then you're not bound by the 24 hour uh, rule that we have with content, which means that you can multi stream to YouTube and Twitch at the same time. And you can literally watch and see, you know, how the audience. I I noticed the first thing that Nathan Nathan was saying, too, when I was dabbling with Twitch, I I spent Mm. about two months, got affiliate, um, was putting things up on YouTube Mm. 24 hours later and everything else. But what I noticed was that most of my people who were on YouTube didn't want to come to Twitch. Yeah. And so I was only getting, I was only getting like six to 10 people tuning in live on Twitch. But when I'd stream on YouTube, I would get 30 to 40 people. Mm. So I was like, well, I would rather have the 30 to 40 people yeah. hang out because that's, that's value for YouTube, which True. helps with the algorithm views and everything else. So I ended up just sticking with YouTube mm. above and beyond the moderation issues, even though I'd already hit affiliate yeah. status. But this is also a selfish thing too, because my wife has asked me, why don't you stream? And I'm like, yeah, that's that's a whole nother that's another job. It's like, a lot of a lot yeah. of energy that goes into preparing. I don't I don't sure. mind streaming, you know, once or twice a week, you know. But I have days when I'm like, I just don't want to be a computer. I don't I don't yeah. want to be around people. I just check wanna... out. But hey, I'll, I might talk to you guys more later yeah, about this too, course. because um, as we as we brand everything, what I'm really looking forward is where am I going to stream the tabletop sessions, if we're going to dedicate to a full year of doing that, yeah. where do I want to do that? Yeah. Uh, where am I going to get the most bang for my buck? Um, because it is a multi, multi-purpose thing. You know, we're streaming for fun, but we're also streaming because it's for the brand and we want to drive sales mm-hmm. in the tabletop modules and this point-and-click adventure game and all this other stuff. So, yeah, I'll... Uh... Sorry, I got sidetracked. Oh, you're good. Good, good. It's a good, Congrats it's good to chat about. Partnership. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's now it's, you're the expert. I had to, I had to pick pick your brain. I think I just I have like feedback, but most of my feedback's definitely from my own experience. So there's like you know there's there's a lot of layers to it all. But yeah, I think I think it's just a matter of like 
making a decision and sticking to it. There's the thing is, is you can do you. There's nothing that says you can't do both, especially if the account's like not actually one that's already affiliated. There's nothing that says that you can't do both, and then just kind of pay attention to that, especially if it's gonna be over a I've year. Seen- yeah, and I've seen people that have affiliate status who are still dual streaming. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't do that. that. <laughs> I don't risk I that either. Risk that. I wouldn't There's do it. Either. There was a guy I was watching who uh, had quite a lot of followers who was streaming dual universe oh, about wow. a year ago, and you know he he had a good 500 people on YouTube that were live that were following the live stream mm-hmm. and like 2,500 on Twitch. And I was like, man, you got big enough numbers that I would. I not. wouldn't be rolling them dice with that. No, he didn't have partner status, so I was like, yeah. Uh-uh. I mean, yeah, I just thought not. I'm like, look, these are the rules and I agreed to them. I'm kind of that man of principle thing. Like if I agreed to not do this, I'm just not going to do it because I said I wouldn't do yeah. it. You know, I don't want to yeah. get busted. Yeah. And also, like, is it really worth the consequence of like bright breaking the agreement? You, like, no, I don't think spend so. all that time. Bill. Hell no. Um, so, you know, there is some discussion here. So, I mean, that was my big announcement. Right. Also, the thing is to say, though, I'm going to go back and same day I got the was it on Wednesday? No, no, no. Tuesday, Tuesday, when I got the uh, thing in the mail, you know, my email or whatever, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing, you know, and then I, it's the same day that I was doing the giveaway to where I was funding someone's Alpha 1 pre-order oh, pack for right. Ashes, yeah. so it was like perfect timing, because it was like, hey, thanks so much for helping me get here, guys and gals, also, I'm hooking somebody up today, and it was even better, because, like, I would have been happy if it was anybody that was actually you know, really wanted to get in and didn't have access. I'd have been stoked for anybody to get somebody in and, and everything. And the majority of people were <clears throat> totally there super consistently for like the whole past month, ever since I've been doing it. And I'm still like going to roll into now doing another giveaway down the road for ashes of creations, alpha two pre-order pack is, you know, I I'm able to do that because people support me as much as they do. And you know what I mean? If I can help more people get in and that's more people I get to potentially play the game with. And, the best takeaway was a person that won was my one of my moderators. And it's someone who's been here for with me like almost every day moderating my streams and was basically going to wait to get into Ashes at launch. And now she gets to jump in pretty much moving forward, which that's like freaking Very awesome, right? It's just it just like it worked out better. That's exactly. Awesome. Yeah. So I was like, that's so cool, dude. It was just. It was just really good to see it go to some, and they're like in my guild and everything. And you know, Cheryl, she's here like all the time. Everybody sees Cheryl chat. Like, so it was like freaking awesome, dude. Um, I've seen her every single time I've been here. I'm saying, dude, exactly. She's missed a few times, but like in a year and a half, a few times is like basically (laughs) never. Right. So I was like, damn, dude, that was just, it just, it was a feels good moment, a really good way to like, you know, to, to see that the reward actually went to someone who was, you know, invested in the community and it couldn't have worked out better. Um, so I was super happy about that. And then I went on, you know, Twitter and like basically thanked everybody and got just like tons of like love and stuff. And it was like really, really, really good vibes, man. Really great. And, um, yeah. And now I've got a bunch of emote slots and, uh, my, my fiance Mel, she's like, you know, she's, a, she's, you know, she's, she can make good emotes, man. So she made my Ninja Looter oh. one. And I think now she's going to work on one for, uh, it's like a band hammer sort of thing and, and some other stuff. So it's pretty, pretty exciting. Um, and ashes, of course, this is the last week now I've been doing nothing but ashes of creation live streaming, been creating trivia games around it. Um, <clears throat> aside from all of that though, um, 
You're at sleep finally, is what you're saying? It's gonna be... <laughs> he's, yeah. he's got sleep on the calendar. Yeah, he yeah. actually put that on his calendar. Like, sleep, finally. Here's three sleep. days of just <laughs> Sleep, sleep. And you're like, oh, man, dude, I'm going to sleep, homies. I didn't get a lot of sleep. But it's, it's cool, though, because we're in the last stretch now. They were going to have today. Alpha 1's up still today. Tomorrow, and then they added bonus days. They're like, hey, we're going to do Saturday, Sunday, too, to end it all off. It's like, awesome. So we're going from today through Sunday, and then servers are coming down. They're working on some things. Um, you know, now it seems like the goalpost that's coming up is Alpha 2. We don't know when, you know, the next uh, live streamable periods of testing will be. Um, we don't know what all they're working on, but, you know, they uh, they got a lot on the agenda, man. And uh, I know a lot of people are excited about it. A lot of people are kind of bummed that they didn't get in on Alpha 1, but Alpha 1 and Alpha 2 are essentially part of their Alpha period. They split it up into segments of testing, essentially. So now everyone's really speculating around, you know, well, what are we going to see in the next testing phase when it's live? Like, what are they going to start showcasing now? And I'll be honest, man, this is pure speculation and just working off my own, like, theory here. I've, there's, we've always talked about with Ashes of Creation, um, just kind of like, you know, how much is done with this game? Yeah. And based on just based on their last live stream, based on my experience in this testing environment we've been in and some of the stuff that was said in their last live stream, I'm really starting to lean in the direction. I feel like they got a lot more of this world done than we think. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely really starting to think that because of the fact that like Steven on the last live stream was talking about, we have multiple test environments, which we know that they do, but you know, talking about, you know, those types of things. And then I've seen like, even in testing before they went into no NDA period, this is me just kind of like brainstorming and like talking about this out loud. I used to kind of think maybe this is just the environment we've got right now. I don't think that anymore. Cause I've gone back recently and I've looked at some of the, the video footage on like creatures. They showcased stuff around APOC, and I'm like, this isn't, I played it religiously, right? This is not the APOC testing environment. And none of this is the Alpha Zero or Alpha Zero or Alpha One current testing environment either. This is a very vast set of like landscape, mountains, um, forests that you see in these things. And I can tell you with certainty, I've never seen these places. And so I'm starting to think, I'm really starting to put it together after the last live stream that they're saying, you know, we're going to take things down. We're kind of, I think they've just thrown things together on this place for us to, for us to be testing things in this little fishbowl of theirs. And I think the whole world has got way more on it done than we, any of us have even got any awareness of. And the fact that they just dropped so many of these things into the alpha one testing environment over the past month that we didn't expect them to have in there. And it was like, we're like less than a month before the no NDA alpha one. And they're like, yeah, we're going to have these dragons for you to fight. You're going to sign up for castle siege. You're just like, wait, what? Hold on. What? How'd y'all get that so quick? And I'm like, cause I'm thinking that shit's been done already for a long time. That's what I'm thinking while they've been working on this, like, you know, server performance and all that stuff, all these other assets and systems, I think have been, I think a lot of that stuff, a lot more has been done than we're aware of. And they've just kept it so close to the chest. That's my theory. There's no evidence to support it aside from what I've talked about. And I'm going with my gut here, but I, I think in my gut, man, man, 
even if we're just talking the world building and the environment, I think even if we're just saying that it's all of that, that there's a lot more of done than we're aware of, even that's pretty significant to, to even note. So yeah. Um, anyway, I just had to share that for anybody. I I'm curious though, man, Nathan, we haven't talked about Pantheon in a while, man. Is there like anything that's been going on with that game? Like yeah, over they recently? Did. Yeah, they did their, uh, they did a recent alpha, uh, or I'm sorry, pre alpha test, um, here, um, not last weekend, but the weekend before. Ago? Uh, yeah. yeah. So and tested out another thirty-one hour session. It's just you know everything's under NDA still. So like, I there's not much I can say now. They do have a co-stream come uh, co-carnage right. uh, stream coming up um, uh, here uh, tomorrow not, or tomorrow morning actually. It's at um, uh, nine a.m. Uh, hopefully I'm not smudging this up. Nine a.m. Central. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, so tomorrow we'll get to see they're going to go deep into a um, into a dungeon. These are public dungeons uh, okay. into a public dungeon with a uh, co and the development team and go real deep and show off because they've done. A, so I got to be careful what I say. They've done a lot uh, as far as NPC behaviors and um, stuff like that. So it'll be interesting tomorrow that they'll get to show it off. And then I can start talking about, you know, what I see nice. from it, because if they show it, I can talk about it. Right. Uh, so. I'm looking forward to that to see what what kind of what kind of because man, I can say this. That place they're going is called Halnir's Cave, and that place is freaking hard, man. Yeah. Like your group has to be on your toes. Like it's harder than a raid fight. Like yeah, I've Ooh. ever done going in there is serious business. Like your your group has to be really good on top of their game, and the death penalty is rough. So like you go in there and you get you just got to be every corner. You know, uh, you turn. You gotta. Gotta be on your toes. Uh, it's mm. so it, it should be a fun stream. I expect a ton of deaths, man. Just they're gonna get mauled over and over trying to survive and get deep <laughs> into that place. That's amazing, dude. All right, so you know, I'll tell you what. I'm I'm actually you know I I could use a quick respite, man. Post ashes, alpha one. Yeah, I was gonna say it's 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 been like six weeks or something. I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's been yeah. yeah it's out. I've loved it. Don't get me wrong. I've actually, I'm so happy. I've gotten footage of almost everything this weekend. I got like two things I want to specifically do. And I want to make a really nice epic weapon uh, using crafting materials and everything. If I hit those, those goalposts, I'm super, I'm super happy, man. I've hit everything I wanted footage wise. I've tested everything. You know, I can showcase all that stuff. And, uh, you know, and then we've got like potentially two to three months where I can just kind of chill. I can give the variety channel some more love. Um, and all of that, I got a lot, I want to do, uh, a lot of plans now post this whole partner thing that I, I want to move, do moving forward. So, um, yeah, uh, there was another MMORPG recently that I know Renfell had actually shared a story on, and this was Estelia. This was, um, wasn't this like an, it's an old school style kind of MMORPG, right? I think so. I wasn't intimately familiar with it, but it popped up in my newsfeed because it, got canceled and mm. they're actually doing refunds which it's is all that really really rare for companies to have the balls to do a refund like that mm-hmm. um kudos to them for doing that because i don't know of too many companies who would who would actually give people their money back um true but it's, it's another one of those cases of man i'm gonna i'm gonna be a negative nancy for a minute so, um, coming at this from the angle that I'm at, which is 
somewhat of a of a I'm not you know I do have development experience but I'm not a triple A developer by any means and that that's a different sort of beast yeah but what what bothers me what disturbs me or or something that I think is worth noting for many people is that we've had two very high profile um MMORPGs that have basically not done very well and they were headed by veterans and I'm talking about Shroud of the Avatar and Crowfall both of those raised tens of millions of dollars and launched and proceeded to just dive on it straight straight to the bottom then we've got games like uh, Magic Legends which didn't even make it out of open beta before it was cancelled and people were refunded their money and then you've got this other project, Estelia, which is, again, another big AAA um, project that is failed and refunded money. People should take note of this. Um, they, I don't know if we've talked about it on this show or not. I know we, I, I think we talked about it on my show at one point during the Mondays and the episodes about whether or not the MMORPG industry, as we know it, has kind of peaked and gone mm. um because we see these companies who keep trying to recreate the successes of yes the previous decade and it's just not working and even companies like you know uh, ignore for a minute the the blizzard fiasco that's going on with activision blizzard yeah and just look at just look at the evolution of world of warcraft or look at the evolution because even though i'm only just now getting into final fantasy 14 it also has had a very rough and um varied history because it launched failed they actually took the time and money revamp it came out saw success but it has also continued to evolve dramatically it didn't have a cash shop back in the day now it does it didn't used to have a 60-day trial now it does it didn't used to have a free-to-play version all the way up to level 60 and now it does so there's all these things that these massive companies have had to do to maintain their position at the top of the pack. Mm. And then there's all these other companies that are trying to recreate the things that they think or that they saw made games successful 10 years ago. And they're trying to recreate that. Um, And it's not working. And so I would like to point something out right now, because when I first started developing the Saga with Seaman, I was very hardcore on subscription only bandwagon. And over the course of several years of development, I eventually got to the point where I said, you know what? It's not going to work. We need to do some sort of a hybrid option, whether it's something like what ESO does or, you know, there's lots of options to look at where there's, you know, buy to play with optional cash up or free to play with an optional cash up and a VIP sub. There's all these different ways to do it, but people just don't want to be locked into one thing We've got too many options, especially when I can go out and pay 10 bucks a month or whatever it is for Games Pass from Microsoft and I get access to hundreds of games. Or I, you know, I pay six bucks or whatever it is per month for PlayStation Plus, which gives me, you know, two or three games a month free and I get heavy discounts on all these other titles. And I like that. I, I, I pay for that subscription and I'm happy to pay for that on top of Netflix and other things. But I look at the just the continual fall. Yeah. of these big triple i games and i and i and i come back and i say what makes all of these little independent studios think that they're going to make it big when even these triple a companies can't big yeah. that's not to say they won't or they can't but i i say 
this with a sense of caution mm. because you see big promises being made. Lots of independent studios about how, you know, groundbreaking mechanics that we're taking the risks that AAA companies won't and blah, 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 blah. Maybe, but also consider the fact that AAA companies know what works. And if what they know works isn't working anymore, another good example of this is to look at what COVID has done to the movie industry. And um, uh, why am I blanking on her name? Scarlett Johansson suing Disney. Saw that recently. A couple weeks ago. Because she's not getting a share of the revenue from Disney Plus sales. And, and she says, you guys in your contract, which was written before COVID and everything else, you, you promised me a period of exclusivity in the theater. So I was going to make you know, $20 million or whatever the case would be. And that didn't happen because Disney's strategy changed because of the pandemic. And so now they're pushing movies out simultaneous releases, like with Jungle Cruise and Black Widow and HBO is doing the same and um, et cetera. And uh, another good example of this is I just went, uh, my wife and I watched Jungle Cruise last week, maybe it was. Um, and if you look at the box, off num box office numbers for that movie, Compared to all of the the numbers from Dwayne Johnson's previous movies, that guy makes movies that do six hundred million to a billion dollars every single time, for the most part. And after like two weeks of Jungle Cruise, it's only made like I had a few days, but it was like a hundred million ish. And the the demographics, the metrics have changed because he's no longer promoting on social media. He's not promoting. Oh, the movie made this amount of money. He's saying right. we're the number one movie in the world because of these metrics over here. And the metrics were we didn't drop as much as the other movies. And we had this many viewers on streaming and we did this, this, this. But it's no longer about – they're not seeing the same amount of money as what they previously saw. So that industry is currently being shaken up, and we're seeing even the big dogs like Disney and Marvel struggling to have movies now. They're struggling to make a quarter million dollars. Yeah. Because that industry model that they previously relied upon for so many years, which was worldwide release, global blockbusters that are making a billion dollars in the first two weeks of the movie being out, that doesn't exist anymore because no one's going to the movie theater. So just as much as the movie industry is being impacted, I see the same thing happening within this MMORPG space where you're just seeing company after company after company after company after game after game after game failing. So they're trying to hold on to the business model of yesteryear yeah. instead of looking and focusing on what's what's the solution for now what's the strategy for now and sorry yeah. i just went off on a total random rant there no it's totally but it's just, yeah it was unfortunate to see another game that has fallen by the wayside you know yeah it is sad uh because you know uh mmo fails it's it's bad for the whole industry right Agreed. because um you know it's it's not a good look it doesn't no. look good for for um you know if you're trying to pitch an idea, um, you know, and you've got more and more examples of fails in that genre, that doesn't, that's not good. Um, but I do want to say, I have to say, because we're talking about Astelia shutting down, that that game is garbage. I'm sorry, but that was a garbage game, dude. That If you Google Astelia right now, and I did it just to make sure that they hadn't changed it, right? It, and no, they haven't. Uh, if you Google it, it'll pop up a classically spirited MMO. What are they talking about? It is not. It is not. Classic to who? Classic to 
not even like World of Warcraft, play, classic to who? This is not a classically spirited MMO. This is the kind of garbage where you get a pet and the pet does the fighting for you <sighs> and it's tied to the cash shop and you got to you run out of points and you got to spend it on the cash shop and it's it's super Korean and um it's just uh it's not good at all. Um, and I pretty graphics um I think the graphics are pretty good but it feels like a mobile game brought to PC. Please Stop making mobile games on PC. Like, what are you quit? Like, this wasn't this wasn't even like we're released on mobile and we had great success. Let's put it on PC. This was this was just released to PC like it is a mobile game, right? Like, when are people gonna realize that PC players, gamers, do not like mobile games? We're not the same audience. Uh, no. there may be a few little crossover people but for the most part even people who play mobile games which there's a ton of them right they some of them probably do have a gaming pc but when they get to their gaming pc they don't want to play a mobile game right no. they play the mobile game because they're out on the road a lot they don't have a lot of time and they like to game and they found something they enjoy or it's it takes it 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 it, it fills a slot of time where they're bored etc um but when you're home and you're at your pc you want to play a high-quality game that you feel like is worth the time investment that you're putting into it, right? And and I think that's true for most gaming, but um, it's just like Astelia. I can't even believe it lasted this long. As soon as it launched, and I was like, well, I got to try it. They're claiming it's a classically spirited MMO, so I got to play it. And, you know, it was so garbage that, like, I took my mom's advice and just didn't say nothing about it. I just pretend like it didn't exist you know, uninstalled it and moved on. Like what a piling stinking pile of crap. You went, you went further than I did. Cause I never even, I never even gave it a shot. Um, it's bad. It's bad. It's real bad. It's just one of those games I looked at and immediately went, Nope, not for yeah. me. You're like, nah, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> You're like, no, thank you. So they survived a long time. Now I do like everything you point out. I think it's super true, right? Like, so there's a lot of games, uh, trying to go for that, um, classic kind of feeling, right? Because, there isn't a we don't have an MMO really that fits that niche for a lot of people. Classic World of Warcraft fits it for some. Um uh am I even allowed to say that? Is that like a cuss word now? I don't know if I'm even allowed to say that live. <laughs> we might get banned for even saying that game now. But anyway, uh they tried to do it. Um and, and they did a really good job. I mean, <sighs> hey, crappy company, uh, but they did they classic wow was done uh well, uh original. I'm not gonna get into Burning Crusade, but um Fair. There still is a group of people that that's not classic to them either, right? Like EverQuest, etc. You cannot do EverQuest as it was in 1999. You cannot, right? Like it's not going to happen. You you can, but you have to at least set up your company to know that you might have 10,000 people, right? Like concurrent, right? Thank you. Set and that would be, that would low. be maxed. That right. Would be maxed. That'd be doing good for that, for what you're going for, right? So mm -hmm. like, that's my, that's what I like about Pantheon so far in Visionary Realms is they kept their staffing low because they're not expecting millions of players, right? They're not expecting this huge gargantuan nuke to go off on their game. They're setting... Their company up so far. We'll see what happens, right? right? But so far, they're setting it up to where we're a small team. We're making an indie game for yep. a very niche audience. 
We're making it, but we're not, and they say it over and over, although many people still believe it to this day, we're not recreating EverQuest. All we're saying is, is Brad McQuaid made EverQuest. He learned a lot between then and uh, now, and here's what he wished MMOs would have became today, right? It is evolved. It is modern. It's not EverQuest. Everybody expecting EverQuest. Would, would you and I talked about this, wrong. I think, off the show one time, Nathan, um, where we were talking about how it, it, there's more similarities with Vanguard yes. than there are with, with EverQuest. And I think yes. that's something a lot of people forget as well is because I was heavily involved in Vanguard. I was there in the early Friends and Family Alpha when it was 20 people online for like two years up until launch. Um, and there was a very heavy part of the community, a very large part of the community who were adamant that this is this is next EverQuest. And they Brad had to come on, he would continue to come on the forums and be like, no, and we're not trying to build a WoW killer here. We're just, we're, this is the next, it's just, it's a hardcore MMORPG. Right. But a lot of people took that hardcore terminology right. and interpreted it right. in a way that wasn't his vision, but yeah. it was their version of his vision. And what came out was a game that had quest hubs and quest chains and things that EverQuest didn't have. And a lot of people looked at that and went, oh, you betrayed us. And it was like, no. This is no. what was being built all along. Yes. It was just people didn't want to hear it or they didn't want to see it because they had in there. It's, it's some people, and, and, and this could go for a lot of different things. It doesn't have to do just with gaming. There are some people in the world who are so galvanized around a certain belief that it doesn't matter what you tell them or what mm. proof you provide them. They will continue to have that belief because it's a belief. It's, it's, yeah. it's this thing that's ingrained in them. Um, yeah. It's like a kid who you know, you tell him fire's hot. No, it's not. Fine. And mm -hmm. one day he's going to get his hand burned and then he's going to cry and scream. And why? Why did you let me get burned? And it's like, I told you it was hot. Like, you know, you had to go out and touch it. Now you know. Yeah. And and what's what's the most bizarre about people who do that, right? It's like, it's almost like they don't hear what they don't want to hear, right? Mm -hmm. They just only hear what they want to hear. Yeah. What's funny, though, is I think that they actually also believe that if they're ignorant, then they're they're um, they're not going to have to face the consequences of reality, right? So uh, the fire hot thing, I always like to use the a baby doesn't know that gravity hurts when they hit the floor, but when they hit the floor, it hurts, right? Like there's no going just because they didn't know that the world doesn't soften the blow when they smack into the linoleum, right? Uh, so like that's what that's what I feel like. Uh, a, a a decent portion of the Pantheon community is gonna they're gonna be the baby smacking the linoleum or the kid grabbing the uh, the stove uh, when it's red hot uh, yeah. because it's not EverQuest they've been saying it Brad McQuaid said it over and over I'm not trying to recreate EverQuest yeah. it's not EverQuest 2.0 and it just doesn't stop the people being like oh well, EverQuest does this so you should do that let me say something real quick I love EverQuest I love it I love it a lot I think it's it it's one of the greatest video game technologies we've ever had but i played it recently a lot i played it off and on all the time uh it is a garbage game in 2021 let me I, I, that's gonna hurt a lot of people's feelings it is if that game launched yesterday i would not play it i would say it was garbage and i'd be on here making fun of it why because it was made in 1999 and it feels like it was made in 1999. <laughs> now I can I can have fun with that because I was playing it back then. Right. I've got nostalgia. Familiar too. I can, 
and I can see where they were going, right? And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I see what they were trying to do here, and this is a great idea, and this is an awesome idea. Implementation, a lot of times, is complete hot garbage, but it's cool that they were even trying to do something this revolutionary in 1999, and this open, that's the best thing about EverQuest, to just letting players do some crazy crap, like giving them abilities. It's like, dude, there's a hundred million ways you could use this in all kinds of ways, just like in D and D, right? Um, and that's what EverQuest was. It was it was D and D made for online gaming, which ended up spurring and, and creating the MMO RPG genre as we know it. But it's not you. So I would love nothing more than for somebody met, for for um, whoever owns. I don't, it's so confusing these days for daybreak i'm just gonna say daybreak for daybreak to uh take everquest and just make it look pretty and then just launch it just how it is i would like that i would be like super thrilled and have a ton of fun maybe 10 20 30 thousand other maybe a hundred thousand max might actually go and try that and give it a shot it would still be outdated guys yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't That's attract fair. millions of players it would not so I just want to say that, like, there is a limited amount. The older we get and the uh, more time that passes, the more limited those players will become, right? So we got we to gotta understand that being modern isn't necessarily always bad. I love old school games. It's my favorite thing. Love them to death. But we have to also find new ways to be successful and to engage players and, and uh, make games. EverQuest was very modern for its time. Beyond modern. It was just minds blown melting over what it was doing. So So there was it was just buds at the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Ultima, you know. Yeah. Graphical mud and Ultima, right. Well, and you had like Shadows of Euserbius and those games which were you know, you still had the instead of being a fully three D world, it was the two D and then you would move forward, you'd run a two D screen, move forward, have another two yeah. D screen, turn left, turn right. And yeah, it was online with multiple people, but it was not a three D immersive so EverQuest did, mm. yeah, for its time. It, it was, was huge. Mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. So not not mind blowing now though. No. No. <laughs> not compared to everything else that's possible, right, these days. Um I, I wanted to share <clears throat> something on Guild Wars too, but first I wanted to hit on the Blizzard stuff. Like like the main things to actually touch on for me this week was like essentially I'd read an article. And this is the thing I'm actually going to rant about probably tomorrow or something and put to my variety channel. First time I'm putting a variety video up in a while. I know, but I got, I got a lot of shit to say about all this. And my main thing is, it's like my Mike Morhaime, like it was, I mean, I read an article and they were like, you know, reportedly he knew about all this stuff that reading that was like, that's, that's, that's not something I really wanted to re read. I had a feeling based on the past several weeks of of us you know this kind of going on that like ah shit it's probably gonna it's probably gonna happen they're probably gonna say it that was like a massive disappointment like you know what i mean like i know i know i should probably have i should probably expect it when it was going on that long that people that are you know the the head people are probably gonna know um but it was still didn't really change like just the disappointment level that i felt you know all, all around um this I think I mentioned this when we first touched on this. I was saying that's why so many of the ex-employees were yeah. out there making public apologies. Yeah. Even if they weren't admitting guilt, they were saying, we're so sorry that this happened. Mm -hmm. we're, this should never have happened. Blah, blah. Whether or not they're guilty or not, making those apologies in public helps your legal defense. Yeah. 
It does when it comes time because every single person in that company who is an executive is gonna get pulled into the lawsuit. I may have linked this to you a couple. I think it was a couple weeks back. I linked it to you because I was. I think I was showing you how the, the the department that's suing Blizzard also sued Riot Games back in I think 2018, and that lawsuit is still not over. Why? So if people dude. if people think the Blizzard lawsuit is just gonna be over and done with, nah, oh no, it's going on for a while. Riot, Riot Games wasn't as bad as Blizzard, but they still got taken to court over misogyny <laughs> and and workplace harassment issues and everything else. And that that case has been going three years now, three years, Sucks. and it still hasn't finished that lawsuit. So so unfortunate, man. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like when you're in a when you're in a position of leadership, things happen, you become, and you become things, responsible. Yeah, and you're responsible, right? So things happen. Things are gonna happen, right? And the only choice you have at that point, once things happen, is how are you gonna react to it, right? So I just don't understand. So when you're in it, when you're in a I just don't get it because when you are a leader, obviously you know that, and you know that if anything were to ever get out, it's good. You're going to be the one that's going to have to answer for it. Right. So I just have a really hard time understanding why nothing was done. The yeah, the, the so processes are so simple, right? Like they're so basic corporate kind of, uh, HR level, uh, kind of things that every company in the world does would have solved this right like it it would and it could have been quick and painless and mm -hmm. the people responsible and nasty people uh ejected or 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 uh you know uh, whatever whatever it depends on what level they found out right so fired maybe the disciplinary i don't you know depends on what level it had gotten to and they found out but at some point as a leader you you learn that this is happening somehow right it's going to get to you from uh, a complaint it's going to get to you from people straight up coming and telling you hr department's going to contact you you know something is going to give and you're going to find out that stuff is happening and then literally doing nothing about it is worse in my opinion than even doing the act because you could have solved it right like you're the person that could have come to a solution and said here's the steps you're going to take to get you know to solve this issue and move forward or to prevent it from happening again etc if you do nothing then you're literally telling the people who are doing it that that's acceptable behavior in this company and that's that's how we are that's that's we live by that so a lot of messages just, you can take also there's an interesting legal term um and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation of this, ignorantia juris non excusa, which basically means ignorance of the law excuses no one. It's basically yeah. a legal term that says just because it's like saying, officer, I didn't see the eight, I didn't see this 50 mile an hour speed limit sign when I was doing 80 miles an hour. The officer doesn't give a shit. No. You were driving 80 in a 50. So yeah. ignorance of the law is not an excuse mm. for breaking the law. So nobody so was. Nobody was ignorant. Let's be honest. Nobody right. was no. ignorant of these laws. This is common human decency that you learn as a child. I don't even know if you learn it. I, I, I You almost just know these things, maybe. Maybe you do learn it. It doesn't matter. You can't get through kindergarten without learning these very basic things, right? So they can claim, oh, I didn't know you weren't allowed to do freaking crawling through cubicles. and Come on, bro. No way <laughs> did you think that was acceptable yeah. behavior. So true, dude. Well, they have um, they have 
uh, I think three or four other people got axed yesterday. I saw they're all, they're, they just been all, dropping, man. Well, it's all the people from that photograph of the Cosby suite. Um, those oh. are the people who are getting fired right now, which to yeah. me, the ir- irony of that is that doesn't necessarily solve the root issue. It's just, it's a public face saving move to say, Hey, all the people that you saw doing the sketchy shit, we're getting rid of them. We're a good company. Trust us. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but you're not. And there's been quite a few, like, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the, uh, the shareholder lawsuits that are going on right now. The shareholders came back a couple days ago and said, um, yeah, Mike Morhaime, we don't buy your bullshit. Uh, we don't buy anything. Yeah, I did see that, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very interesting because um, they've got their own lawsuit going on with the SEC violations. Um, and they're yep. basically calling Morheim out and saying, yep. you're, you haven't done anything. You've, mm-hmm. you've covered your butt, but you haven't, you haven't actually done anything other than talk about some random stuff. But you haven't shown us, the shareholders, let alone the public, what you're going to be doing to actually change things at the company. You haven't done that. You haven't, there's, there's been no major shift in leadership. You've, you've gotten rid of a couple people and put some new people in place, but that leadership structure, which has been in place for many years now, that leadership structure is what has to change before the rest of it can change. But oh, yeah. Kotick's not going to let go of that. No. You know, position. you know, you know what though, too, because like Jalen Brack got axed, and then they had the dual pair yep. that's now taken over. Morhaime's been out for like two years plus, and then he's got this new. Remember, not we talked about this on the show. It was a Dream Haven, right? And then they have two companies that kind of tie into that, that, and this is like their their new project. Post well, yeah, and then Metzen's Metzen's got Metzen's War Chief got Gaming, which just did that big tabletop thing. Yeah, it's like this stuff reflects on now your you like your new projects your new companies your new everything so it's like yeah i I think it's something that i am watching closely you know for for more than one reason because yeah it's gonna impact a lot of people it's it's impacting the gaming you know community as a whole the mmorpg community the you know the the world of warcraft community that's been thriving for so so long and uh which kind of brings me to another another game which we haven't talked about in a while uh guild wars 2 you know, you think about Guild Wars too. Like they, I've, I've, I've seen the mention of this new. Uh, I think it's their expansion, right? The beta for End of Dragons starts on August seventeenth, right? They talk about new character elite specializations. It looks like they're actually three of them, like Harbinger, Virtuoso, Willbender. Um, I'm overall not really too sure of where their direction has been going with this game for so long, and I'm bringing it up because I'm more more than want to inform people on. It's developments. I mean, clearly, like the new expansions on the way. Um, they're gonna have what from the seventeenth through August twenty first. They're doing this beta test that's gonna be happening. I forget exactly when this expansion launches. Uh, uh, da, 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 da. third will be on. Okay, so they have a second one. Arena Net's gonna be doing a second one on September twenty first, and third will be October twenty sixth through the thirtieth. So they have a bunch of like beta tests coming up. And uh, I need to find out what their actual launch date is because, I mean, I've always I always enjoyed Guild Wars 2. Um, it just, something about the game just never really stuck me and really didn't hold me. And I've never, it's one of those MMORPGs that like, and I'm not knocking it, it's, it's a good game. It's a good MMORPG. It's totally, I think, worth playing. I think that the stories and the dialogue and all that, are, it's done really well. And 
and everything, but it's one of those games that just never, I don't know. It never really held my attention. You know, it's kind of, it kind of similarly to how new world doesn't catch my attention. Right. doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. It's just one of those games that, and this one's definitely more in the fantasy domain. I tried guild Wars two or guild Wars one rather back in the day. Um, I couldn't get into that one because it was like you saw everybody, but then you left the cities and you didn't anymore. And you're like, eh, that doesn't really, that didn't really vibe for me. It didn't feel like a, a true MMORPG did. Um, yeah, very hub, very hub based. I, I gotta say, I can't, I can't sit quietly mm. and talk about Guild Wars Two anymore. I used to be able to, yeah. But uh, I, I uh, played that uh, as part of the MMO RPG One Hundred and One, mm. and um, uh, so fairly recently. And um, up until that point, I just like I was like, yeah, it's a good game. It's just not for me. And then I really played it, not just as a like consumer, you know, um, and played it as like really looking at it and what the game actually does and what it does well and what it doesn't. And I got to say that out of all the MMOs out, um, the main ones, right? I mean, the ones that are um, got a lot of subscribers yeah, and are doing well, that Guild Wars 2 is the most opposite of what I want out of an MMO out of any of the major ones, right? And the mm. reason why is their classes freaking suck. You cannot ever convince me that their classes are done right. You don't have very mm. many abilities. You have a lot of mm. options, what you want to put on your hotbar, but it's very like console, but the game never came to console. So like, I don't understand why they did that. And then um, the classes don't even meet their own description that they have on their website. Uh, there's, they tried to get rid of the, the Trinity. There's, you know, not really, a, there is tanks, but there's not really. Um, and, and they claim they fixed that with some of the raids, but just like, it's, it's very, it's like the most casual, just awful thing. And, and the way that they do difficulty in that game and some of the dungeons, because they do have difficulty. There are parts where if you don't know the the kind of mechanics you need to do for this specific fight, then it's really difficult. Once you figure out what to do, then it's pretty easy. But the way they even did the mechanics in the game is just kind of like, like they never played an MMO before, uh, mm. you know, like not fun, just kind of annoying uh, and just aggravating. Not that sense of like we got a little further uh, kind of progression thing that MMOs get you addicted. And even though you're dying mm -hmm. on or dying, you feel like, man, we're really figuring this out. Man, I just in the graphics, I'm not a big fan of the way that they tried to do. I, I get it. They were trying to do like a long term. This will look good for a long time. It just looks ugly to me. Mm. Um I, I I hate Guild Wars Two, man. I hate it for a diff for slightly different reasons. Um, the thing that pissed me off about it, which is the exact same reason I didn't get into really Final Fantasy fourteen, mm. which is because I I pre ordered Guild Wars Two. I was hugely mm. hyped for it because I loved Guild Wars One. I played all of the expanses for Guild Wars One. Loved the storyline. Fun game. Was expecting great things. From Guild Wars Two. Started playing it. Immediately found out that. Oh, I've got a grind, boring ass world shit oh, in between yeah. the main missions, which are like every, I don't know if it's still this way, but it mm. was like every 10 levels back in the day, as I recall, was the main story missions. Yeah. So those were the ones that had cutscenes and voiceovers and all the cool stuff. Yeah. But in between that was dozens of hours of mindlessly running around the map and hitting those like diamond yeah. waypoints on the map that you got to go to and do the thing that's there. And then you get that check mark and it gives you XP. And then you go to the next point in the map yeah. and you do it again. Ugh. That fetch quest 
bullshit of making me do random stuff that has nothing to do with the main storyline just so that I can get to the main storyline immediately pulls me out. I'm no longer immersed. I don't want to play your game anymore. Uh-huh. And I lasted maybe two weeks after I bought that. I was sorely disappointed with Guild Wars 2 when it came out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I had been very, I loved the concept art that was done yeah. for the game. I loved that style. I liked the lore. I was looking forward to it. And then it came out and I was like, this is a piece of garbage. Like, and then I also hated the fact that like my abilities changed based on what weapon I had. I was oh like, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, which yeah. is like, so I dive into the water and suddenly now I've got a whole different set of abilities I have to pay attention to. Oh, I'm right. In the water. I don't yeah. care for that either. Yeah, I don't care for that. The 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 paladin class kind of basically, I, I didn't, uh, it didn't uh, feel uh, at all. No. I tried uh, it. I ended up having more fun on like my ranger character, a little, uh, the tree tree people one with the you know they're you know what i'm talking about like i forget what their name yeah. is but yeah 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 and i did like how the pvp like tied like your you know essentially like your achievements all into your account so i could tune i could tune hop and i'm like this is where i'm at in progression that was actually pretty cool for me i, I actually do like that because it, it to me made uh alts more friendly for uh that part of the game um and yeah. and even other parts of the game too but the paladin just didn't feel right and then uh i couldn't get into the dungeons um i didn't yeah. i didn't mind how you opened the map up i didn't like feeling like that's what i had to do to get through leveling in between like the the main story and stuff i i didn't mind it for like the exploration content maybe or like the side yeah. quest content but i didn't really like that i kind of felt like i had to do it it wasn't a, it wasn't as bad as some things i played for sure but the story itself just couldn't get me. And then I found myself, you know, not feeling immersed with my class. Didn't feel myself immersed with like the story, even though it felt like it was done well, it just, the main narrative didn't really intrigue me or, or like, I wasn't like, Oh shit, what's going to happen next. That never happened. Um, yeah. It doesn't so something missing. And this yeah. is a lot of people are making this mistake. Right. And, and I'm, I think Rempel might be able to fill in the missing pieces of what I don't understand because he's a developer. But there's a lot of games coming out where, like, they do have a story, right? But it's like, it's not actually, like, it's not hitting those, like, nerdy fantasy kind yes. of vibes, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it feels just like... It's because it's, la- it's laziness. It's, it's because... People would rather rely on procedurally generated content because it's cheaper to produce than actually creating handcrafted quests and having good writers and good content. Mm -hmm. They would rather rely upon that procedurally generated stuff because you don't have to spend man hours on that. That's literally hit a button and stuff is produced and boom, now you've got content. Mm -hmm. So you can look at a game. New World is a good example of this. Um, I could also say another title, but I won't because I might get accused of uh, bad-mouthing them considering arbitration stuff that's going on. But uh, <laughs> New World's a good example of this where um, um, they, they, they've stripped us. There's no story any, in, in that game. It's Here's an island. There's something mysterious going on. But that's about as deep as we're going to dive into the main story. <laughs> that... And also, we talked, we've ranted about this in the before, going back to the Crowfall thing. I, what story is there in Crowfall? I don't see. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm, Dude, I'm it's okay. I feel the same way. I can, 
I, I don't. don't have one. It's a tutorial. It's a guys. The PVE is a tutorial in Crowfall. Okay, is there's is. somebody it, in your chat uh, who just said something, and I want to, I want, I want to tag on this. Um, Eris PDX. Yeah. Art and IP is expensive as fuck, and yes, yeah, it is, because it takes a lot of man hours to create good art and good lore. So the value of an intellectual property, man. So this is gonna, this is gonna back go back to. The stuff that I was involved with before I became part of this show and and a lot of the you know, without getting into the legal stuff that I can't talk about. Right. Every everything, everything that happened with that project came down to the fact that I am the creator of the intellectual property and I own all of the intellectual property because I created it in nineteen ninety-nine versus the MMORPG version of that, which was a tiny little thing compared to the overall stuff that you could do with an IP. Yep. So when you're starting to talk about intellectual property, the value mm. of something is the value of the brand, not mm. the product, the brand, because mm. the brand can be so much more than an, an individual product. True. But the brand has to have, there has to be something there. There has to be story. There has to be lore. There has to be a world. There has to be something to sink your teeth into don't have that it's very hard to have a a, a, a a thing that could be successful if there's not a good intellectual property to back it up now there are exceptions to that rule i'd say valheim is an exception to the rule valheim mm -hmm. does not have a big ip behind it it doesn't really have a lot of lore behind it at all it's kind of just this go build stuff with a viking theme and there is a story going on there but i would say that that if you look at the grand scope of games that are out there, that is an exception to the rule because most games that are successful, most movies that are successful, most book series that are successful are based on a strong intellectual property that has enough meat on its bones that it could be spun out into really cool stuff. Um, good example of this is the John Wick universe. Oh, now, yeah. if, if, you, if you just take the surface of that movie, what is it? It's a revenge movie. Yeah. A dude whose dog gets killed and he goes on a killing spree to revenge his dog, right? But that's not the intellectual property. The intellectual property of John Wick is the hotel and the agencies that he's a part. I don't remember the name of the hotel now, and I've seen all three of the movies. Um, uh, but that, that assassin's organization that he's a part of and the hotel that's the safe spot where everybody can go and the medallions and the coins and the contracts and all this other stuff – that's what spawned a trilogy of movies. That's what spawned a TV series. That's what spawned a video game. That's what has spawned an enterprise of content around the John Wick universe because it's not just a revenge action movie. It's the strength of the story and the world that that intellectual property is set in. If you don't yeah. have that, really, really, really hard to have anything because people – feel that immediately there's not yeah, something there's a difference yeah there's a difference between we threw this together and yeah. we you know and, and like it's got this broad history like you know uh, tokian spend all that oh time God. setting up all this history right and maps and uh, detailed of the races and their histories and all this stuff so that the second you know you start reading the book he knew so much about every single location and everything already that the detail there is just insanity and you know what it really hurts my feelings because there is the one of the biggest properties in the world that is literally built 
Let me rephrase that. Every cool thing we like almost, besides Lord of the Rings, maybe a few others, is literally this is their foundation, right? And yet, it doesn't have a good MMO. And that's Dungeons and Dragons, dude. Neverwinter, throw that in the trash. Throw that in the freaking trash. (laughs) DDO, that's a pretty good game, but it's not an MMO. It is shocking, right? It is shocking to me. It's so shocking. It drives me insane. Like, it's sitting right there. It has all these realms and creatures and rules. And, you know, it's like, guys. Yes. Somebody make a badass MMO with that. And I don't mean... I mean a good one. Like, let me set up a scenario here, okay? Set up a scenario. <laughs> it's not on the map, okay? Yeah. It's not, if you want to have a map, you don't want to... I don't care. This particular <laughs> scenario I'm talking about is not on the map, okay? It's a new MMO. You and your buddies are out, and you're exploring. You're looking around. It's a really cool world, so you kind of want to see, and you notice there's all kinds of little Easter eggs, and it's one of those games full of secrets. So you find this mountain, and you realize there's a way up it, right? Like, you know, maybe you can't climb any way you want, but you find a way... And you start, like, let's see what's up this mountain. When you get to the peak of the mountain, you look on the other side. It's not marked on a map for whatever reason. And you look over the mountain, and you see this castle, this dark, gloomy castle on the other side, right? And there's bats, and it's just, it's creepy, right? It's just like this cloud of of darkness just hangs over it, right? And you see a way to go down into it, right? And there's, now now the creatures are changing, you know, the ravenous, uh, you know, wolves and everything's just getting creepier the closer you get to this castle, right? And what happens when you get to the castle, right, is that it opens up a story arc, which basically could be based off of the Curse of Strahd, right? Um, and it's this vampire lord lives there and all this, and it's this whole thing in this castle that you 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 uncover yourself right you did wasn't told to go there there wasn't a quest breadcrumb trail to get there you just discovered it and there it is right and it's this whole thing you could spend months in or you could just never go there because that's not the kind of content you want to do right and that that's just a little something right sounds nice dude I didn't even make that up, right? D&D made that up. All I did was just make it into a scenario that would fit an MMO, right? And it sounds yeah. really cool. And I think we would all love to play a game like that. And they oh, have yeah. the ability to freaking do it. So do it. It is shocking me that that hasn't... And you know how long that would go on if they just decided to do just straight content now? I mean, you could start yeah. now with an MMORPG launch that thing. You got 20 years for sure. It would never end. You, you never got end. You got easy 20 years, man. You could make that happen for sure. Yeah. And you could yeah. set up things like, okay, obviously this isn't available at launch, but you can see the castle in the background for whatever reason. You can't go there, but you know, if you're a D and D fan, that's going to be the Curse of Strahd kind of storyline. They might yeah. mix it up, change it, make it you know a little different for people that's played through that campaign. But you know, and you see it in the distance, God. and you're like, man, I can't can't wait for that expansion, right? Yeah. Uh, um, oh man, come on, dude, come on, D and D. Uh, come on, <laughs> like, you, you guys can do this, and you, you know uh, you got the money. You guys did really well during COVID, so uh, let's pony up. Let's yeah, but done. I I know why they haven't done that because they uh, Danny Stone has the exclusive rights to the MMORPG or MMO version yeah. of Friends of the Dragons. Uh, I didn't that. And that game that game is successful enough that they can maintain their grip on that license. And Too ever, bad, man. They just Too showed bad. it. And when they when oh, the, that new company bought out Daybreak, it's not as successful as Lotro, but it's still making. I want to say it's still making a few million dollars a year. Um, wow. And it has a big enough population of players that it man t- maintains. Like I said, it maintains its profitability to the point where they're not going to give up that license anytime soon, which is unfortunate because I like Turbine, you know, which now it's uh, 
standing stones uh, i love lord of the rings online i've ta- i've talked about the game lots on this show um, yeah i do too and my that's been my one mainstay mmrpg for years um and i can't fucking stand video because of the combat mm. the combat style in ddo is atrocious um and i just can't i've tried to play it three or four times and i love I, i'm like you nathan i loved i loved D and i can't play ddo because it sucks <laughs> yeah man it's not a real mmo that's a problem right like neverwinter i've tried neverwinter twice and it i just, can't no. either dude i can't it's get so into bad. either one of them and i wanted to i wanted to genuinely wanted to but i'm gonna tell you something it's a perfect segue because we do have a topic related to Lord of the Rings and okay. it, we saved the best in my opinion for last. Cause this truly is like the one we're, we're already at like, you know, typical show time. Gentlemen, are we good to nerd out on this a little bit today? We have time. Let's okay, I, good. I, I, I'm good. As long, you know, I may have to dip out and take a wee wee break, but I'm good. <laughs> so check this out, man. Ooh, I, I'm going to tell you, I've got two and a half, two and a half, two, three months that Ashes is potentially going to be. That's my main game. That's my main covered thing. But I, I've been enjoying some other things. Like I, I still play ESO. I still play Final Fantasy 14. I, I play them casually. I've been addicted. Like, dude, I've been talking about it for weeks. Gwent, I literally play that game every day when I don't. Dude. I love the theory crafting behind that game so much. And I like, yo, dude, it's just fun, man. There's so many decks, so many things. It's the Witcher universe and the Witcher universe. I love it. So this one and this one just resonates. Gwent resonates for me more than any other card game I've played. I can't place it. It's just everything about it actually resonates and it feels like such a good time. I I don't think I'm ever going to stop playing this game. And I I kind of low-key hate myself a little bit because it's a card game and i never wanted to be the guy that played a card game and felt like i got into it so much and i'm that fucking guy and i love it and i also hate myself a little bit for it because i'm not running around in a world it is a gateway drug yeah it's gonna be a gateway into tabletop and oh get you into tabletop next probably is that's a good point (laughs) oh shit this is the transformation it has started yes oh fuck man I used to play oh. like Magic the Gathering, you know, and, and all that. But like, there's something about this, man. This, and I'm going, oh shit, tell Spire. I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling a part of me is getting pulled towards the tabletop. Really fucking hard, dude. Really hard. And I've been, I've been trying it. Anyway, I'm gonna put that on to the side because we'll probably circle back around to that soon. My point is. <laughs> The Witcher stuff, like I've been really contemplating because I never got and it's unfortunate because I didn't play this like real time current Lord of the Rings online. But I did play it in the past. And a part of me is like, I kind of like almost want to give it a day along with Final Fantasy 14, along with ESO while I got time and just get through the damn content and do the things because I did enjoy it. Even if all I'm doing is running around doing questing in that world, it just feels really cool because it's not an experience you got with the movies. It's not an experience you get with the books. It's not an experience you got with the cartoon back in the day. It, I got and I got to nerd out with you here because <laughs> I, I've still only ever gotten as far as Rohan. I'm not okay. beyond, I haven't even gotten Helm's Deep yet, and I've been playing that game since it came out, but I've yeah. just played so many alts and all yeah. this other stuff. The writing it's gets good. better. With each expansion, yeah. it gets more in depth. It gets longer to the point, and it turns some people off because by the time you get to like 
you know, into Mirkwood, you're reading novel length chapters for each one. And it literally, that's why they're called book quests because it's literally books and chapters. And there's enough content there to literally fill chapters of a book. The yeah. writers, I, I swear to this day that Lord of the Rings Online has the best writing out of any MMORPG ever wow. played. So yeah. it's okay to nerd out on that game because it's to ma- and to match so good. and to match um, supplementary to the books. Um, it's it's amazing, right? Like yeah. you're gonna Dude. get to see things yeah. that you yes. never dreamed of. You just yeah. never dreamed you mm-hmm. get to do these things. Dude, and and even now, right? With as old as that game is, this is one thing that I just I respect this man about an MMORPG that can pull this off. I don't care what the style is, right? But if you can make it gra- graphics still feel appealing somehow after how long it's been out, and it does, it's they found a a, a cartoon style. I'm not saying cartoon. I'm gonna say in, in that that kind of domain of like animation and everything that they're in, where it's not too real, not too cartoonish, and it's a good middle ground. It still looks appealing. Like I and I it go does from, look good. Yeah. yeah, and you go from one zone to the next. You don't hit a loading screen you transition right for the most part stone places you do actually i don't think you do it it's seamless the dungeons yes uh you do right. zone into dungeons, dungeons the yes. world itself right. the world itself is seamless open. it's open world it feels good and it transitions pretty well compared to wow in my opinion uh it's not the best it isn't the worst for sure but the world like running around like you know in the shire i'm just like you yeah. go from one zone to the next and you're literally traveling this map and you're getting to see a perspective you just don't get anywhere else. There's right? also, uh, I'm going to say this too, because, you know, no spoilers here, but some of the scenarios you get into as you get deeper into the game is they send you back in time to interact with people like Isildur when he first came with Anorian and his brother and they're there meeting the Hillmen for the first time ahead of you know the founding of gondor mm-hmm. and they're like on the mountaintop and like you see the sprawling expanse of what will become gondor and it's just one giant fucking forest because they haven't explored it yet and and it, it just looks so epic and you get i mean getting goosebumps just thinking about it right Dude. now because you're getting the feeling of you know they were explorers coming to this section of middle earth for the first time and yeah the hill tribes were there but they were primitive cavemen by comparison um and here comes you know anorian and, and isildur yeah. and and it's just so well done um yeah, yeah sorry i could go on about that game and, and you day. hit and like they said in chat right now right you hit rivendell and lotro for the first time dude that is a whole different experience the music the music and everything but dude. Not, you, yes because you come out of the veil yeah. okay i got i got yeah we're nerd now now aren't so, we <laughs> It, it come, the, 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 the journey through the troll shaws, I still think the troll shaws is one of the coolest looking zones ever because the transition from the lonely bridge when you're crossing that and then you start getting deeper into the trees and everything else are so amazing. You get to the yeah. ford, that's yeah. at the bottom, and then you start yes. going up. Yep. And then you hit the veil and it's all covered in yep. trees and you go through this arc and you, you come out of the veil and it's just, or you come Boom. out of the entrance to the veil and it just opens up and you've got like the waterfall <sighs> yeah. and the lonely house on the right hand side and then you've got all this stuff on the left and it's just like and the music's going off yeah. and you're just having this moment where it's like i'm just thinking of that uh what is it lonely island song is in my pants <laughs> like it's just, you know, this, this moment of just like nerdgasm where you know you're just like oh. and i think the thing i like about the that game more than anything else is that it's it's a direct 
translation of the books, not the films. Yeah. So you're getting yeah. Tom Bombadil. Yeah. You're getting Glorfindel. You're getting the characters from the books in Freaking the right Radagast, place. man. Dude, and it's not the stupid <laughs> right. rabbit yes. bullshit. Yeah, as much true. as I like those movies, I hated that part of right. the film. He's not like that at all in the game, and I know no. that. And the zones are time based, right? So what I liked about I thought this was a very interesting way to do it. So like each when you go to an area like the Shire, right? Like that's locked in a particular time yes. from the books, right? So stuff, and you'll be like, oh my god, that's because this yeah. event just happened. Yeah, and Rivendell right. in particular has a date on it when you log into certain certain sections. It, it has a date across the bottom of the screen so that you know, oh, this is fourteen ninety, whatever. You know, it's it's the this is pre yes. this. You know, this is post this. Mm-hmm. I've yep. forgotten about that. That's that's yeah. a brilliant wow. thing to bring genius up. way that to do that because that's kind of the thing that if I was making an MMO, I'd be like, how do we handle all these different areas and make them be appropriate? for all the massive changes and things that could have happened from this point to that point, even though the MMO is supposed to span the entirety, right. And, and beyond even. So, uh, yeah, I thought they handled that really well. Um, Lord of the Rings online is probably one of the, let me make sure I'm not telling a lie. Give me one second. Okay. Yes, I can say that. Lord of the Rings online is the coolest created MMO world ever. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. I don't. I, don't that. I think it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, I can't um, argue with it. Really, it's the coolest MMO world. Strength of an IP, baby. Yeah, true. And, like we were talking about earlier. I mean, what an IP to get. You know, because I was just going off about D and D being the root. Well, where do you think they got their ideas from? Right, like, dude. So, Lord of the Rings inspired D and D. So, yeah. um, and you're not like the the hero champion. You're like a person in the world as all this is going on. Which is another part Which of that cool. game that I love because you get to interact with the heroes, but you're not necessarily a hero. You're just an adventurer who's getting hired out by Aragorn and Gandalf and all these other people to help the people of Middle Earth with different things that are going on. But you're never, you're not Frodo and Sam. You're not Gandalf and, and everything else. You're just, yeah. you are a lesser hero in a story of greater heroes doing yes. heroic things. Yep. Which is really wow. cool. Yeah, I love really it. Cool. And that's, Same. that's a lost art. That's a lost art. So uh, it, it's interesting to me that that used to be the normal, right? Um, and uh, even World of Warcraft started off that way, um, where a classic WoW, you're just a fly on the wall kind of thing. You're just kind of there for events. And, um, you know, you're not you're not the focal point of the end. The story's not revolving around you. Let me put it that way. Um and that's a lost art. Um, I yeah. feel like nobody does that anymore. Everybody wants a lot to of quests. It. I remember there's a lot of quests and there's a lot of stuff. But dude, I'm you know what? F it, dude. F it. I got time till Ashes comes out. I want to play some good MMORPGs. Damn it, I'm gonna keep and playing you, the ones I like. F it, dude. I'm gonna pick back up where I left off. It's and, good. And it's it, you have you have free to play. Yeah. yeah. The free to play version is yes. Very. It's it's it it is somewhat limited. But Can't I'll tell you what, stuff my, though. You can unlock stuff, and that's and you can earn the coins through yep. gameplay. In gameplay, so yes. my my brother has been playing that game for years on free to play, and he just every once in a while he'll throw twenty bucks down and unlock a bunch of stuff, and he owns it forever. Whereas I I always play the game on a sub base, so I know that I'm going to go play my play with my brother. I turn the sub on for six or eight months, and then I usually leave it on for 
few months beyond that. And, you know, I, I usually leave my sub on for about nine months out of the year um, for that game because I do play it quite frequently. Um, but even the free-to-play version is very in-depth um, considering what you can pick up with the coins if you just want to, you know, buy something. You can earn it, or you can just pay five, ten bucks for something. I think yeah. it's it's done well enough. Um, yeah. The only yeah. thing, the only complaint I have against the game is <clears throat> the the expansion problem, right? So it is the game, expensive. It, yeah, you got to buy each individual one. Right? Well, it, like, it, unfortunately, they got rid of the. I don't think it's available anymore. My brother and I got the quad pack back in the day, mm-hmm. which was everything up to Rohan for forty bucks. Mm-hmm. And they so, still do that. I don't know if they still do or not, but we were able to get that. I want to say it's been years ago now, but um, uh, that allowed us to get all the way up to Rohan for 40 bucks. But the way they do it now, like if you buy each expansion pack individually, they don't have like a buy one, get all package. Right. They should. They, they really should bundle it up. They and should. Just, yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with what Nathan said there because they do nickel and dime you. Now the, the, I uh, will expansions. say in their defense that, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you get, to that point, by that time, I mean, my God, hundreds of hours. A lot of content. Of you've had. Yeah. Then you buy that 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 your net your next expansion, and here you go again. You've got another crazy. Yeah. yeah, you might as well just not even think about anything but the next expansion coming because it. Uh oh. Nathan. I mean, we might have lost Uh-oh. Nathan for a moment in time. Feels bad. <laughs> so, where's Parsi's on his new rig and you're, you're kind of like oh no I hope it's not his rig dude he's still here we're going we're gonna to message him now um, one second um, this isn't even the main thing though to really nerd out about right now he's in a loading <laughs> screen oh feels bad Feels really bad. We'll hope he comes back soon. But you know what the the this is the thing like in chat here I'm reading too. The nickel and dime content ruins the experience for me. Though I'd rather just pay a sub because I know what I'm getting. And I kind of I kind of wonder on that point, like, what do you think about this? Do you think it's more there's more value to someone who maybe is gonna, you know, someone who's like played it and done it this this way yourself? Like oh. I was oh, wanted? No, I was gonna say I do mm-hmm. have I have two videos up yeah which can explain this in greater Perfect. detail if anybody wants to go look at my youtube channel they're in the lord of the ring uh channel i've got one is the vip review and one is the free-to-play review and i can mm. very quickly sum this up cool with the case of lord of the rings online if you're someone like my brother who's going to play periodically a few months out of the year and when you play you're only going to play a couple maybe three times a week you don't need a VIP subscription because you're not playing it enough to justify spending a subscription. Mm-hmm. But if you're someone like me who plays it, when I when I sub to that game, when I go play that game, I'll play it five, six days a week, and I play it for several months on end. That's when the VIP subscription becomes worth it because right. I'm playing it enough to justify, and it's cheap. I mean, you get a three month three month block is like twenty some dollars. It's not thirty, but it's like twenty seven or twenty eight dollars for three months because I always buy it in three month blocks. Um, it's well worth it because um, what you can't even get a fucking movie ticket yeah. even in pandemic land for like ten bucks. So the fact that you're getting dozens, 
to hundreds of hours of entertainment per month at your fingertips for 10 bucks a month or less, even if it's $15 a month, I still feel like you're getting a very good deal for your money. So I have always been in the subscription camp, but I also understand if you're someone like my brother who's got kids and other responsibilities, um, you know, he only might have two nights a week play. And if that's the case, you don't necessarily need a sub. Um, and, and it's, it's one of those things where you can look at it as nickel and diming, but mm -hmm. it's also just, it's another way to play the game. And he's, he's happy to play that way. And he also waits for discounts. Like, so as an example, um, he picked up a quest pack this last Christmas, we were playing at Christmas time. Normally the quest pack was like $25. It was like for mm -hmm. one of the blocks and it was on sale for six bucks. And so he just waited till there was a discount and he swooped in and he got a quest pack for $6 that normally cost 25. And he's mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm good. And he owns that forever. And whereas if I want to access that quest pack, I have to subscribe and I will pay more than him. Right. But it's just a different way to play the game, depending on how you want. And I'm happy to support them. Plus, you get coins every month for your subscription. So there's a lot of perks for the uh, mm. for the sub. So okay, so that's good to know because I've only played it free before. And for those wondering, as you're listening later, yes, we are. We lost uh, a man down. Uh, our party member has fallen to something technical. Hopefully, he makes it back. But I feel a little little sad about the fact we're about to get into the thing. We were nerding out about it. We were talking about it, everybody. Um, but we we actually had another another goal post here to actually talk about. And we were getting ready to actually transition into this discussion point, which will be right here, right now. Feels bad, man. That's right. We're gonna look at this image. What is that? Anybody wanna tell me? Now, this is from this was a spoiler that came out here real um real recent here, um, around the Amazon Prime Lord of the Rings universe series. And the big thing people are nerding out about is if you, it gives you an idea of a potential time frame, but or at least a part of a time frame that they're kind of outlining. Now, we're I'm scattered on the lore. I can't really I can't really speak to it. They've the first season essentially is done. I know that there was some news that they're going to be moving. It looks like Lord of the Rings, the Amazon series moves production from New Zealand to the UK for season two. Um, it looks like it has to do with more financial things. I'm seeing a lot of things on there about the financial uh, reasoning for why. Um, but either either way like the, the more important thing for me isn't even really where they're going to be doing the next season as much as the fact that we got a date i think it's september and i don't have the exact date on hand but it's like september of 2022 next year yeah. right so it's a year out right now a little little over a year out right now but they did drop an image and woo, man that is um this is the I forget the the continent. This is that fabled continent where the uh, elves and Lord of the Rings actually go back to at the Valinor, end. baby. Valinor, yeah. Um, and oh my God, the two trees, and we were nerding out about this and lore. If you know anything about it, you know essentially the the long and short of it, the gods, you know, uh, fashion these two trees. One's like two different kind of lights, right? That kind of shine, kind of representing sort of what I always kind of saw as like their their day and night cycles, essentially. Then the trees are taken out later by a big bad guy that we're not going to get. Was it Morgoth? 
Is that right? Yeah. Morgoth, yes. And which is basically Sauron's like, um, you know, I guess who Sauron was basically. Um, it's his predecessor. It's yes. his boss. Basically. Yeah. He like Sauron is like the Padawan essentially of this guy is the way we, I guess I would explain it. And yeah, Silmarillion, right? Is uh, all I that sweet uh, Silmarillion shit. Yep, yeah. it is. And so the the two trees, like I am a huge fan of trees and mythology and like what they can represent. Tolkien did an amazing job with them. My stories that I'm working on, they I have one too. It represents something completely different, which I mean, can't talk about it. But my my point is though, is I love I love it, love love it, love it, right? Because I didn't know if we were going to actually see anything around this, and the fact. I, I feel was, like I, I wasn't sure either. Yeah, I feel like they're maybe going to give us a snapshot to like maybe tell some backstory. I, I, I would assume because what I always assumed and, and what the press releases in the past had said was that they were setting things during the Second Age, which yes. still gives them like a six thousand year right uh, big like, window. I'm, I'm a little rusty on my my Lord of the Rings lore, but the Second Age still gives them something like a six thousand year period of time window, to play yeah. with because it's. It's from basically, you know, all the way from Valinor all the way to, you know, the the fall of Sauron, yep. you know, when, when the ring gets cut off his hand. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. but this image um is basically it, it it's either going to pick up at the very end of the first age, beginning of the second age, or we might get some foreshadowing yeah. of stuff that was going on during the first age. Because there was also thousands of years during the first age. Um, because there's a lot that yeah. went on yeah. before we ever got to the founding of Numenor yes. and, and, and Sauron even like Morgoth was the main bad guy for thousands yes. of years, thousands of years. Yeah. And bad. there was all these battles in, in Valinor and, and the creation of middle earth yeah. and then the sundering of middle earth. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just, there's a lot to go through. So it's going to be very interesting to see where they go with the show. Cause um, I, I, I did not expect, to see anything from Valinor, and to be honest, I thought Same. we were going to start Numenor, and well, so that, to see yeah. this image was like, <gasps> what? So it, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they go with it. I, I do want to say something really quick for the chat is that for those of you who aren't in the know, um, Amazon spent a billion dollars um, <sighs> in purchasing rights and a five-season commitment. So it's not. Um, this is not. A, we're going to do a first season and then no. see if it works and then no. do a second season. No, it is. They made a five season commitment. They made a billion dollar commitment. It's a franchise that they know will succeed no matter what, because there's yes. a huge audience for it. And they, they already spent, it was a quarter million dollars just for the rights. No. Um, and then beyond that, the five season. Commitment. So I wouldn't worry about where they're doing production or anything like that. It's just going to be, uh, Nathan just said he lost power. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so yeah, it's uh, hang on, we're reviving our man. Maybe, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, see if we can get a res. He lost power, sadly. We'll see. We'll see. We might get Nathan back on, but we'll find out soon enough. I'm just, dude. I was shocked to see this. The trees. I was like, no. But you're right, man. We they they spend a billion dollars. Yeah. You're not you're not doing this to kind of like, hey, let's make some series. No, this isn't like a some series deal. This is a we're going to do something fucking epic and we have to. Like you have to if you spend that kind of money, you can't just spend that kind of money and go, we're going to we're going to make a show out of this. That'll make us some money. Nah, man. 
nope 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 that's not the kind of, and unfortunately our man is still down so yeah it looks it's, like his internet it's okay we got him here for the most of it we'll we'll just we'll just say that he he broke his he killed the power with his rant the power of the nathan napalm um, he says he's coming oh back. no he is coming back here we go he's gonna All jump right, well, back if he's, in if he's on his way back Dude, i'm ducking out you go quick, go real quick completely. that's cool we'll, we'll pause here my editors are gonna have a little bit of work to do today but we've got it up there we're talking about the lord of the rings right franchise going to amazon prime video the release date scheduled for september of 2022 at this time we're looking at the image that they showcase with the two trees we've been nerding out about it man have you heard about this have you seen it yeah i have and it's pretty exciting uh because we're gonna we're, i mean I, I mean it could it could implicate a lot of things right um you know like how are they gonna do it are we are we looking at a very in-depth look at uh you know kind of the creation story or is this going to be um you know just it's in there but it's just quickly done kind of like kind of like uh the intro to mm -hmm. the movies right yeah kind of gave a very brief kind of quick even uh, even even the extended edition it's it's good but it's still i i don't want i i think it's only like you know 10 or 15 minutes of the whole movie i don't even know off the top of my head because you've got galadriel narrating and then you've actually yes. got the battle sequence, and then you've got going to the Mountain Doom and and Isildur refusing to throw the ring in, and then him getting shot no. by the orcs falling into the river, the ring falling. That is a good intro, but it's also it's like a mere few minutes compared to the twelve hours that the yeah. extended edition takes. Yeah, um, go through. Speaking yeah, of, so man. that's and it looks really cool, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, just just the. Uh, just the aesthetics of it and everything looks awesome. So um, I guess we'll find out. Dude, and like, who do you think that is in that image? Looking... I'm not even going to speculate. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm kind of wondering. so many people. Mm -hmm. I was watching Um, I was watching something on this uh, from this guy on YouTube. I'm going to give a shout out here. He has no idea who we are probably. But Nerd of the Rings, he does yeah. amazing videos amazing, amazing. Yeah. and it's like you would think nerd of the rings he's a lord of the rings fan and he covers like what if gandalf stole the ring like what if you know this happened what if this person had the ring outlining like where the races came from talking about all kinds of things and i was watching a video he did on this recently as well i i don't know he's kind of one of those people i get to go when i feel like nerding out and just kind of have it on something to kind of you know like lot dive into lore around when it's like Tolkien stuff like throw his stuff up there man and this this one he was talking about and did some speculation and actually went and took a painting an artist had done of a similar time of a similar time frame of a city and obviously it looked different or whatever but I think the speculation is people are thinking that could be Galandriel or whatever could be and you know and I mean time frame wise I mean obviously it would it would work but you just well, I don't think know. The big thing too is going to be um, someone asked in chat: Is this? I don't think they know a lot about Lotro lore. Right. Um, they were saying if this is if this is before or after the the main movies. Oh yeah. Like remember, you just Wait. you just need to go Google first age, second age, third age mm, of yeah. Middle Earth because the third age is during the time that's the time period that the Lord of the Rings books yeah. take place in. Second age is a 6,000-ish yeah, window period massive. of time that came before that. And then there's the first age that came before that. 
what they have to do is for individuals like this person in chat is they have to tie in all of this stuff with people who might have only ever seen the movies and are only familiar with which by the way this is why they're using which i've even even um why am i blanking on the actor played frodo uh anyway um yeah yeah. uh even he was he did an interview recently he says i feel like it's a little confusing that they're using the lord of the rings to refer to this show because this show is not about the lord of the rings this show is about the history of you know getting to the third age which is has nothing to do with gandalf frodo sam mary pippin aragorn it's about all of the people before Mm -hmm. now some of those people elrond as an example yeah he was around during the second age Mm -hmm. however he's not as old as galadriel galadriel is one of the only elves during the third age who's who was around in valinor and had the light of the trees on her face and that's why she is as powerful as she is um glorfindel is another one of those elves which by the way they don't even man i'm goosebumpy nerding out right now because <laughs> glorfindel is one of these guys where he doesn't even show up in the movies because they took him out and replaced him with arwen but when glorfindel yeah. meets this is the, this is how badass glorfindel was he meets aragorn before the fords of brunin right and fucking single-handedly fends off like multiple nazgul like that's how badass glorfindel is like he's one of the elf lords of before who've just been living in retirement in rivendell and just kind of hanging out because hey we got to keep an eye on you know what's going on with this realm because that's what the elves were supposed to be doing and uh there's just i also want to say that i also want to say though that (laughs) gandalf yes human old wizard yes no his spirit, though, yes. did exist, so yes. we could see some, and surely we will, right? Like, I would yes. be shocked if we didn't. No. Yeah, so uh, he Gandalf the wizard is a is is a mortal, uh, but his spirit is not. So his spirit see... is immortal and is yes. yeah of equal. He is of equal in terms of lineage yeah. up there with Morgoth and yeah. Sauron yeah. and all these other people in terms of the essence, and he's. He's basically in terms of I don't remember the exact terminology. The Mari, I forget. No, that's something else. No. Um, I forget what they're called in Lord of the Rings. It's been a long time since we're the similar. But he's basically an angel, is is what he is. Yeah. He's, are he's, you thinking of Are you thinking of the Astari? Like yes, the, the Astari. The, sorry, yeah, yeah, but there's yeah. actually another form. There's another term for it as well. Oh. Okay. Um, which I, it's is been it? so long. Uh, I can't say that. It's M A I A R. Ayer, yeah, that's what I was like thinking. That. The Mari, the Mari. I, I don't know how to pronounce it either. Mm. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're basically, you know, that's what he is. That's like yes, right. Like, yeah, it's just it's. Ugh. I mean, ah! you know, this is what happens when we start talking about Lord of the Rings and like the Tolkien oh, universe, dude. Oh, it is good, good stuff, stuff, man. Oh my gosh, dude! And we gotta wait a year. I'm so I'm I'm like extremely stoked for this. I really am. Well. To tide you over, at the very least, this fall we've got uh, we've got the Wheel of Time show coming. I heard about that. Um, oh my god! Right? I'm, I'm hoping. I'm, I'm. 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 Here's the thing. I'm cautiously optimistic because I was also very excited to see the Sword of Shannara show that that they did, which was butchered because uh, MTV did it in a way that was very much let's make a, a millennial version where everyone is impossibly mm. beautiful. And are starving themselves to have like two percent body fat, and you know it 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 had elements that I really enjoyed, um, but ultimately it just wasn't 
Shonara, you know, like I, I, what I, books that I read. It wasn't the books that I read. Same thing with the Sword of Truth series they did, uh, which was a decade ago now, but they did two seasons of the Sword of Truth, which was great, but it was another thing where everyone was impossibly beautiful and no one was dirty enough and it wasn't, you know, that's why I really liked Thrones because it was realistic fantasy. But, um, the people that they have working on the Wheel of Time show are are extremely passionate nerds of the series, which is the same thing that happened with The Witcher. The the girl who's the woman who's running the Witcher show was a super nerd of the Witcher series. Oh, nice! Before she started working on it, and wow. when people like that are the showrunners, you tend to get shows that are. You know, I would also look at The Mandalorian and say, look at what Jon Favreau ah, and, and all these other guys have done yeah. with the new Star Wars shows. Um, Dave Filoni, as a good example, with everything he's done with the Clone Wars and, you know, Bat- I mean, all the stuff we're seeing now in Disney Plus is the result of Dave Filoni of 20 years of, of guiding the extended universe. Sorry, I'm going way beyond this You're stuff. Right good. Now. I was saying Wheel of Time's coming this fall. Then we have The Witcher season two coming in December. Man. But at the very least, there are some good franchises good shows coming this fall um witcher season two is uh, oh you know it's gonna oh, yeah. be oh, good oh and henry cavill signed on to do yeah. a highlander reboot which That's i heard like, about that my wife's never seen the highlander movies oh, and i man. literally was like showing her youtube clips and i was like now we're gonna have to watch these movies and we're gonna have to watch the tv <laughs> the series show yeah you're gonna, have, you're gonna have to get up to speed on the so on many, the so many seasons dude there's so many seasons you know, of the highlander show one one thing we haven't touched on Guys, oh my God, uh, and I, I gotta so do today. it. I gotta do it while we're on this subject. It won't take long because they ruined it, right? Oh shit! I man. was super excited about Masters of the Universe returning, right? Like that was my child. Was my first love. It was my first nerdy oh, wow. love. Was He Man, right? Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna have that. a different opinion than you on this. Love that. <laughs> uh, so they released. It. Got a great artist, you know. At least that trailer, man. That trailer is playing the 80s style music. It was freaking He-Man. Skeletor is freaking awesome. You saw these side characters. Oh, man, I was so hyped. Um, Totally didn't read any news on it because I didn't Mm -hmm. want anything spoiled. Uh, And uh, just uh, last week, yeah, last week, I, you know, had some free time. Uh, We couldn't film. It was raining, so couldn't advance the D&D thing. So I was like, you know what? Let's sit down. Let's watch some Masters of the Universe together. So I got the whole family. We start watching Masters of the Universe. In the first season, I'm like, oh, this is so good. Oh, my God. That's, you know, and I'm, I'm just, like, trying to remember their names. I'm talking about the toys I had and the, I uh, can't remember his name, but uh, it's something super obvious. But the skunk guy, and I was talking about how he uh. stunk for, like, years. He still stinks to this day. And, like, I'm just nerding out on the first episode, right? And then at the end, and I don't care. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil this. I don't, I, don't, I don't give a crap. I'm going to spoil this. He-Man and Skeletor freaking die. Like, for real, die. Like, it's over, right? Like, that's it. And then it moves on in this new storyline that is not He-Man and Skeletor. Wait, what? And your trailer showed nothing but pieces from the very first episode. What? The rest of the season is not He-Man. It's not Skeletor. Dude! No way, dude! I'm dead serious. They ruined it. I mean, they just took my, they took the joy of my childhood, and they just said, you know what? You you like Teenage Mutant Turtles? We done killed that. He Man? Oh, you liked He Man? You liked him before Team? Oh, 
killed it. Like, man, screw you guys. Get out of here with your garbage. Like, we like He-Man to be He-Man, right? You want to make She-Ra, make She-Ra, right? But this is Masters of the Universe. This is He-Man and Skeletor. Oh, no, With dude. a lot of really cool side characters, like tons of them, right? Oh, and no. it, it's it's you know, and it's Mattel and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be awesome. And I'm so excited. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to buy these figurines. I'm going all I'm going all ham in on this. By the end of season or the first episode, not even the end of the season, first episode, oh, basically no. it's done. The show is just it's something else now. It's not Masters Universe. Call it something else. Do not call it Masters <laughs> Universe and then kill He Man and Skeletor. You stupid morons! It's it's too I have obvious. a counter. I have a counter to this because right. I I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it. And my counter to this, because you're not the first person, I feel like I'm the only person out there who will defend Kevin Smith on this because. Oh, oh screw Kevin Smith. I will <laughs> never watch any of his movies ever again. I will I, I will click off of anything I see with his face on it. Screw that guy, man. So okay, go ahead. My my defense of this is that you're you're correct about one thing. It okay. you know, the original show was He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Yes. And the difference being that this show doesn't have He-Man anywhere in the title. It just says Masters of the Universe. Okay. So I went into it kind of anticipating, because I had read some stuff beforehand, anticipating that it wasn't going to all be about He-Man. So I went into it with that expectation, and, wow. and rightfully so, because it's not about – the show is not about He-Man. He-Man nope. is out of it by uh, the end of the first episode. Nope. And he is back. Deep. He is back by the, by the end of the first half of the season. Oh, but okay. It's it's but not in memory form. It's different, yeah, because oh. they end they, they did the first five episodes and then they stopped and said we'll have the next five episodes later this year. So it's a cliffhanger at the end, but he does come back and Skeletor comes back and everything else. But there is a an arc in there where it's it's not He Man versus Skeletor, it's the masters of the universe Jeez. and them finding out what happened to He Man and and this quest to do that. So that was a disappointment for a lot of people who went into it expected to see the He-Man versus Skeletor because you're not wrong. That first trailer was right. all about He-Man versus Skeletor, which is mm -hmm. what that original show was all about. Then we get the show, and I will I will admit Boy. that the trailer versus the show was a bit of a bait and switch. Yeah. However, I would also say I enjoyed the show. I did enjoy it. I liked the character arcs. I thought Evil Lid in particular was an amazing story arc through the course of those five episodes. I enjoyed it, but I'm one of those few people who did because most people. Well, are I didn't livid. continue watching once I really. Uh, like, I, I, I was like, I was in Maybe denial, right? Sorry. My kids were like, "Wait, I thought this show you told us this show was about He Man, but it's not." And I was like, "No, no, no just wait, just wait." And it, and then I started being like, oh, "Wait a minute, like." He man really is dead. Like they're not, they're not even acting like there's a possibility or some weird thing or they're working towards a goal or anything. So I was just like, so I Googled it real quick. I was like, no way. Like I, I would have if accidentally I were you, known this. If I were you, I would, if you just, just, just the very least go watch the last episode. You, you don't really need to, if you, if it, if you're that. No, I do strongly. like the characters. That's what made me so upset. It's like, I okay. love all these characters, right? But it was just like, but I only really <laughs> liked Skeletor and He-Man, right? Like, the others right. were just kind of like extra cool. Like, yeah, that's cool, too, and I like this and that, and, and it's awesome and all that. But really, 
Jeez, you know, dude. I was I liked He-Man. Like I liked He-Man. I liked Skeletor. Actually, I liked them equally as a child, right? Like that was my two favorite toys. He-Man, which a dog chewed off his hand. I just role played <laughs> that there was a reason He-Man was missing his hand. And I had Skeletor, right? And and uh those were my two oh, favorite man. freaking toys till I was way too old to be playing with them, you know? Like yeah, I don't know, man. Not a huge time commitment. It's you know? uh, about tw- 20 minutes an episode. Uh, you know, yeah. five episodes. So for those who can chew mm. through it, it you is it. I gotta see the it. last episode. There is redemption for those okay. who want the He-Man versus Skeletor. Okay. Um, and it it leads up to the second half of the season is going to be all about He-Man versus okay. Skeletor. All right, I'll give it another shot. I'll give it another shot then. But still, <laughs> you should not have released a trailer that completely told us that this is what we're getting. With this amazing art and this cool music and just all these really cool scenes that we're all going to see in the first episode, and then the rest of the season be nothing but something completely. Right. It's like right? cuck, D-E-D yeah. dead. You're yeah. like, oh Don't my gosh, it. I have to see this just so I can I can hear you going full napalm in the back of my head as I'm actually watching it happen. That's what I. This is the main reason I need to go watch this. Like I I prioritize it now. It was I something told- I. It was something I was going to watch, but now it's something I need to watch. I was going to tell my wife, just start <laughs> recording. But I was so mad. I was like, I don't even want to see people this mad. I, I, got, I was like, go to your room. Go to your room. You know, just get out of the room. I'm about to explode. I can't believe that anybody greenlighted this. You know, like, uh, it was, yeah. and it's like, if they redeemed it, then they redeemed it, right? But. Man, it is some beautiful art. It's some really well done scenes. Music. It looks Bear McCreary so cool. did an amazing music job. Music is awesome. Music. Oh wow, yeah. he did the music for that too. Jeez, yeah. dude. he's doing everything. He, you know, he's gonna do the soundtrack for Ashes too, right? Yes, no, and Jeez. the soundtrack for God of War. God and, of I mean, War. It's just, I he's, love it because God, he started off on Battlestar Galactica, yes. so I always go back to yes. the fucking drums and everything yes. in Battlestar. The dun, Set such you know, a good just, mood for that game, that movie. Uh, I mean, the show. I mean, the soundtrack for Black Sails um soundtrack for outlander i mean just walking dead like just yeah he just doesn't stop bunch of jj <laughs> abram stuff too like i mean he's yep. done like tons of music that like there's if you enjoy watching movies like playing games or a series you know what i mean you get into that nerdy stuff sci-fi or fantasy whatever it is like it doesn't matter if you like any of that stuff. There's a really good chance you've enjoyed something where he's made the soundtrack for it. Like, and oh, he's yeah. got a great Dude. social media presence. He does a lot of yeah. cool stuff on Facebook yep. and beyond. Um, and he's he really is a nerdy guy. You know, he's he's grown his hair out over the years. Now yeah, his hair is really long. long. I loved watching him put together the soundtrack for uh, Black Sails because he was just fucking around with instruments and oh. got the hurdy gurdy and ah, oh, it's just so good. He does great music. And God of War, the God of War soundtrack is probably one of the best gaming soundtracks I've ever heard. The, mo- the most recent one from a couple Jeez. years back. So, Gentlemen, um, you know uh, you know what we've done? <clears throat> have we crossed the two-hour mark? No, we are well over that. We, this is the longest LFM show that we've ever had. This is that we're nearing two hours 15-ish. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, and on that note, I know there's a lot of people waiting here for me to move on to the the next thing that I'm planning on me doing because I'm doing something after the well, show. But any final thoughts before we wind it down, gentlemen? Any anything you want to make sure you chat about? You yeah, share. I, Let's go. I want to end this by saying, in general, I'm not talking about anything in specific, right? 
-hmm. in general, if you're going to tickle our nostalgia balls, right, <laughs> then tickle our nostalgia balls. Don't say you're going to do it. Promise us you're going to do it. <laughs> Show us like you're going to do it. And then say, <laughs> just kidding. Actually, we wanted you to watch all this stuff oh. that we pulled out of our ass. It has nothing to do with what we <laughs> promised you, right? Like, don't do that. That's That's not just not nice. That's... <laughs> pure evil that's that's like the darkest most hateful place you could come from is to do that to people who especially like you know we're, we're not talking about something that happened 10 years ago right talk about something that happened freaking 30 years ago okay and then you're gonna just don't do that don't do it uh, don't be that guy or gal don't be that guy don't ruin your entire reputation over something you want to do if you want to do some something else that is barely loosely or, or tied around something that you know everybody loves then that's how you present it to everybody and then you can even say like if this does well maybe you'll get what you really want right like <laughs> we're we're testing the waters here and then you'll probably get you'll get much better reception uh but yeah don't 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 promise things you're not going to deliver on if you got a vision and you're telling us that's your vision you promise it's your vision you gotta deliver on your freaking vision you can't change your mind imagine if i released my choose your own adventure and you didn't choose it was just a five-hour video of me playing with puppets right oh yeah, right disappointment <laughs> it'd be a freaking disappointment be right? like you lied to us you told yeah. us it was gonna be this it's not you lied <laughs> you lied what about you ren i i yeah. I'm all good on, all right. on, on those topics. I mean, I just think that um, because I do feel on the I'm, I'm on the opposite side of the fence for that show in particular. I do think that there is redemption if you can make it through, right. if you can make it through, because there is a, you know, that first episode, by the way, is amazing. But at the end of that first episode, I was sitting there going, no. Yeah. And then by the second episode, you're like, really? And I just rolled with it because I'm like, you know, okay, fair enough. And then, you know, I made it to the last episode and then you get to the last episode. And there is light. I feel like there's light at the tunnel because of the way that that last episode ended. They are setting up the second half of that season to be about that classic He-Man versus Skeletor. But Or since they've already trolled us once, they want to troll us <laughs> they again. They might control <laughs> us again. I don't trust this guy. This Kevin Smith character, I used to like him. I thought he was a funny guy and wrote some really funny material. I don't think this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> mall rats by the way i still think it's one of my favorite movies from my teen from like the 90s and then also uh chasing amy has such an amazing story you know yeah, i used the... to like i used to like that stuff too I'm, I'm nathan's like yeah like you not so much right now not, <laughs> anymore. <laughs> not me that's nathan by the way i i, I i'm just you know too funny and man we we might be at the end of the show friends but why, you know what why don't renfell nathan Shout out your domains where people can find you when you're not on the LFM podcast. Uh, two places for me are going to be uh, patreon.com forward slash Renfail, where everything we're doing, Project Drama, is taking place, and youtube.com forward slash Renfail. And pay attention to tomorrow because my brother and I just recorded the first preview, the first showcase of our point and click adventure game. We went in and did a 20 minute uh, hands on kind of preview of what all he's been working on for the past couple of months, getting the questing system working everything else. We record that Wednesday night. That's going live tomorrow. So you want to tune in and check that out. And of course we just did our most recent play testing last night for the tabletop game. So you can check that out as well. And Nathan, Very cool. you can find me on YouTube, the Nathan Napalm. Um, and that's about it. Yeah. I'm also on Twitter, but that's mainly just me 
finding funny things and posting them or talking about upcoming things uh, coming to the channel. Death, death to Kevin Smith. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I haven't taken that social media. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't taken social media. I don't know. It's like, you know who we haven't seen do something in a long time? We haven't seen Drax actually posting our comments on Twitter in a yeah, while. Yeah, I right? don't know. I, I, I want to mention that Drax took over Pantheon Plus. He is running that oh, guild what? and oh. the whole thing. That's uh, Drax domain now. So oh, he's running the shows. He's busy. Yeah, minus Got officially it. works for Visionary Realms now. So, oh wow, uh, all right, that's, interesting. That's Drax's baby, so he's pretty busy. Interesting. Well, I have to, I have to say, a uh, shout out to Lazy, who is a new Patreon, uh, patron over on Patreon right now, uh, supporting this podcast, the Ashes Pathfinder podcast. You can check out the Ashes Pathfinder podcast 5 p.m. CDT on Sundays. You can check out this show right here on Thursdays 5 p.m. Uh, CDT as well. We might be the end of our show, but always are looking for more to join the party. Rants of plenty, friends. And until next time, live your best lives, walk in the light, and have a great night, everybody. We'll see you again real soon.